<laughs> truck driver's armpit, but it's it's a it's a vanilla latte. That's perfect. We're live, guys. Right. Talking about speaking of truck on, with truck driver armpit. Truck driver armpit with Nespresso is vanilla latte. That's vanilla tonight's theme. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come close, young host? <laughs> That's Thanks you. for joining us. <laughs> that was a nice back. rhyme. That was a nice rhyme. What was a nice Since rhyme? Uh, which one? Come close, young host. Young buck. Look at him. <laughs> He's got that facial hair growing now. Sexy as fuck. I <laughs> think, uh, hey, I'm gonna get you just for men, though. Why? I know, man. Yeah, shit. Uh, me too. I'll I was, I was telling my that. wife. I'm like, Anik. I'm like, ah, it's, it's going gray. It's going come on. That's fine. Don't don't paint it. No, no, of course not. Are you kidding me? Stay Whatever you do, don't sharpie. You know what's the worst? When you see those people, the men that are in like their fifties and their hair is just one tone. It's jet black. Yeah, jet, it's just jet black. It's like, like someone took a paintbrush and just. Like you've known the guy, <laughs> bro, you've known the guy for like fifty years, and then he comes like shade of red and redness to his hair, well, and he's got full reddish hair. Well, Vonik was oh. actually thing. Uh, Vonik was like a. It was like a purple. It was like a tattoo. Because, be, well, no, I don't know about that. But if they dye their hair and then they don't touch up, it fades. And then it, it doesn't turn to gray. It turns to purple turns pur- are you or serious? Like pink or something. So you got you to gotta keep it up. Oh, see, I didn't know it's that. It's a lot of work, man. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Ray, thanks for being with us again today, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having uh, me. For those of you just tuning in, Ray Mirzabekian's <coughs> here with us. Um, he was on a podcast, what was it? I think about maybe six, seven months ago. Maybe. Oh, almost. Was it? I mean. Probably like 10 months, maybe. Yeah. Even. Probably. Almost a year ago. Yeah. Almost a year ago, <clears throat> Ray was with us. Uh, CBD specialist. Uh, we're going to be jumping in and talking about um, cannabis industry, the CBD. We'll be talking about vaccines as well. Um, but before we get into that. Before we get into it, how do you spell cannabis and vaccine so I can. <laughs> C A N. How do you spell uh, CBD? We absolutely, oh. we absolutely don't prepare for the shows. Okay? No, 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 no. Go as it comes. We just no, no, wing no. it. to the wise nuts. It is why not, wise nuts. It, it's, it's crazy, right? Uh, Armand and Edgar and I were we were trying to boost the um, yeah the ad as far as you know letting people know that you know we're gonna have a show we're gonna be talking about CBD and it rejected it. And I was like, okay, maybe I didn't put enough money into it. Let me <laughs> let me let me add some more. You so refinance this out. So so, <laughs> so so I added more money to it, and it rejected it again. And I was like, okay, I mean, it's not going to reject like you know if I add a little bit more. So I ended up you know going in at its max for yeah. the boost, and it rejected it again. When you went in and you asked you know asked Facebook to give the information as to why, the wording in our post didn't. Um, this is a meter. Doesn't meet their it's, guidelines. Yeah, it's their community standards bullshit. I deal with this on a daily basis, man. And I mean, Facebook is the least of our worries. We get bank, <laughs> banks and shipping companies and insurance companies shutting us down on a daily basis. Even shipping? Fuck. I UPS. thought it was only merchants. No, man. Really? I, I mean, if if your package and we are business to business for the most part, so we do wholesale sales. So if you have a box of CBD that ships out that's worth at wholesale, let's say three, four grand, and it gets damaged or lost, you can't f- claim that with UPS. You, they don't want to receive and what was in there. Well, there was this federally illegal 
product in there called CBD because CBD is still on a Schedule 1 according to the FDA and feds. Uh-oh. So you can't claim it. You lose that box. You don't even claim it, actually. It's, it's no, there's no point. You'd be in bigger trouble if you claimed it? Or there well, would be I mean, no trouble? you can get away with it if you Mickey Mouse it, like give them a made-up you know, receipt of something else. But if you tell them it's hemp or CBD, they can come back and say it's not covered because that's not allowed to be shipped. Although everybody uses UPS and USPS and all that stuff. So they know what's being shipped. And what's so. crazy was he was telling me, uh, do you, are you okay with talking about the life insurance policy as well? Yeah, of course. They we canceled, need to talk about it. They canceled his, his wife's life insurance policy. Yeah, yeah so, so it's an active policy, payments paid. And How many years has it been in effect? It, it, it hadn't been too long. I think if it's past two years, they cannot two, cancel it anymore. Two right? years, yes, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got, we got this notice in the mail that said, to my wife's name, and that said her, her policy is canceled because she is involved in the cannabis industry. I'm like, what the hell? She's not. First of all, she's not involved in the <laughs> cannabis industry at all. <laughs> so I was like, what the heck? And then secondly, like, Why? Is your life in danger? No, I don't know what it is. I think they think people who smoke cannabis have a higher rate of dying, but it's the opposite. It's the opposite. <laughs> so they're stupid. If you really think about it, they should insure people who smoke cannabis because they're usually very chill, they're calm, healthier. healthy. Yeah. They don't you know, cause any fights, I'll tell you that. <laughs> far, far less inflammation, less that's risky. for sure. But yeah, that's, that's some of what we deal with and what you saw going on on Facebook and social media. I mean, you know, I try to advertise a job opening on, on Facebook for my hemp distribution company. Sales reps position. You, know, you, you guys have seen, seen it. it I yeah. post it. It gets knocked out because it, <laughs> it, it violates community standards. They don't even allow me to do a job posting on Facebook. Really? So I'm screwed because if you Google my name, the first thing you see is a cannabis lift. So <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, when you see race picture, you just think of a cannabis. <laughs> Imagine how bad it is because you know I used to be in the financial industry and sold life insurance many many moons ago. And even after two years, you can commit suicide and it's still covered. But yet, <laughs> you can't you can't be involved in the cannabis yeah. industry. Yeah, wow. and your wife, your, and your wife. wife, not even you. <laughs> That's what. It's that, crazy. That's why you shouldn't be legally married. <laughs> you know, married. The, the funny thing is this agent, so I called my life insurance agent who, who signed up the deal, and I said, you know, this is insane. It doesn't even make sense. Like, what the heck, man? Can we fight this? And so he made a couple of phone calls, and he came back and said, you know what? The person I was talking to said, I know exactly who this family is. I know them very well. I know their child's story. Uh, you know, I'm not going to insure them. Wow. Like, what? like so, what does you your know, child's story have to do with her? Well, I mean, the, the reason they know about my wife probably is because my daughter's success with cannabis has been featured in Time magazine yes. and National Geographic and all these documentaries. And so it's easy to Google and find those. But that doesn't mean that my wife is in, involved in the cannabis industry. I mean, if I wanted to take them to court, I would really. Uh, it's just it's not worth it. Your time. Time and hassle. Also, you know, I didn't want to risk my own policy and other policies we have because they only touch that one policy. I'm like, okay, just leave it alone. But, but yeah, in the court, they have no case because she is absolutely not involved. But the point of this discussion is that's how stupid this industry is. I mean, you know, if you, the minute you get involved in the cannabis industry, especially to the scale that I am involved, where, as I said, if you Google me, it's a no-brainer. You know, yeah. One second into it, you'll know that I'm, that I'm in this industry. 
then you deal with banking. Like Wells Fargo has shut down my personal bank accounts, not business, personal bank personal. accounts, without even giving you a chance to dispute anything. Because you know, it's their risk assessment uh, department has flagged your account and we're shutting down <laughs> your accounts. I'm like, okay, what the heck, man? So you, you are, I, I'm a gypsy in that sense. You're I just keep going from one bank to another bank to another bank. And to an, you're just, too popular uh, for your own good. Yeah, it it sucks, like. actually. I remember because <laughs> every time I have to buy product from him from, from my patients, it's like <laughs> we have to use a new... New source of yeah. uh, money transfer yeah, yeah. because the previous one has been shut down. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's definitely a cat and mouse game. Uh, we are ro- constantly running until we get cut. And you know, funny enough, about I think it was two years ago when you and I had this discussion where we were having difficulty with processing these. And my purchases, keep in mind, is not anywhere near as large as some of his distributors around the country. Mine is just for my my own patients. And I thought about it. I was like, well... And I talked to my friends about it. I'm like, maybe we should start up our own uh, merchant services or credit card company that only exclusively tailors to CBD, cannabis. Because there's there's a few of them doing it, but they're all... You know, overseas, and uh, they've got accounts in these, you know, all these Cayman Islands. Yeah, they're, and they're, there's, there's options now that are not offshore, but... They charge you like seven, eight percent processing yeah. fee plus uh, per transaction fee. And at the end of the tra- transaction, you're actually negative. <laughs> you lost money. You didn't make money. You're like, what the hell? So now you're telling your customers, please pay cash or check and we'll give you five percent off. Ooh. So, yeah. That's <laughs> now you got a clue, customer. <laughs> yes, sir. That's how hey, it works. Hey, where's my five percent? <laughs> you never ask for it, buddy. You never ask for it. And I don't pay cash. That's right. You don't. It's crazy how shy the pond pay. is. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! I was waiting for you to wow, say that. Wow, that, that was love. Let's that cheers was. to that one, Ray. <laughs> there you go, man. Exactly. I don't even pay. <laughs> but, but see, it's crazy how shy the pond it is as far as the industry. I mean, everybody like frowns upon it, looks at it as like, you know what? Um, it's it's not good. It's bad for you. It's, uh, it's, it's a drug. No, I mean, I mean, let's talk about it. Before we get into like the whole vaccine situation, the vaccine talk, let's let's tell people the difference between the THC and the CBD because uh, a lot of people what they don't understand is um, the hemp and the CBD is a completely different. Um, you know, right? You talk about it. You know better than all of us. <laughs> I'm not gonna... uh, you know, the first show I did here, we really dived deep into the cannabinoids and the legalities, and I, I'm every chance I get on every platform, I, I uh, am offered the opportunity to talk about this. I, I definitely want to take advantage, and I really thank you guys for definitely having me here to talk about this because there is so much misconception going on, and the public doesn't know. The public, not only they don't know, but they have been misled uh, in a mass, massive way by, by just mainstream media and you know doctors and medical community. And there's the easiest way to think about this for people to understand. There's two major cannabinoids components, molecules, let's call them, in the cannabis plant. Now, the cannabis plant refers to both marijuana and hemp because nowadays you can walk into Sprouts and uh, your local supermarket and buy CBD cannabinoids, hemp products, and it says hemp on it. There is really no difference between that and a marijuana plant. The difference is in the percentages of all these components and molecules that's in there. What sets legally a product or a 
flower or a plant uh, uh, from marijuana to hemp, where one has to be sold strictly under the marijuana laws in a dispensary, and the other can be sold by companies like ours and shipped nationwide and Sprouts and you know all these so CVS and Walgreens. They they all carry some form of CBD now. Is the percentage of THC? So the two major cannabinoids or molecules are THC and CBD. And CBD is non-psychoactive, meaning it does not have any of the marijuana effects. It doesn't make you high. It doesn't make you drowsy. It doesn't make you sleepy. It doesn't make you anything. It's like a silent warrior that acts as an anti-inflammatory agent, and it reduces your inflammation markers. And it's also a neuroprotective, which means it regulates your nervous system function. Now, that has been proven, and I'll talk about that in a second. THC is in the same plant, which has a different genetic, which means has a higher THC percentage. So there is about hundreds of different uh, uh, strains of cannabis, and they all have different percentages of these cannabinoids. And the ones that have higher percentage of THC, and the law specifically says anything that's over 0.3% THC, is marijuana. That means it is to be sold in a dispensary. Now, if you take both of these products, either in flower form and you smoke it, or if you eat it as an edible or tinctures as medicinal, one will be no psychoactivity. You'll go on with your life and your function normally. One would make you high. And that means your typical marijuana high effects of happy, hungry, drowsy, sleepy, and then it goes away in eight hours. So that's the distinguished difference between the two, one being less than 0.3% THC, one being more than 0.3% THC, and that categorizes them in terms of legalities of licensing and all that stuff. So with CBD, you're not able to extract it below the 0.3% THC? or No. So your final product that you are going to distribute or manufacture or sell has to have less than 0.3% THC in there, in your testing. So it could have THC, but anything less than 0.3 or non-existent. There is CBD products that don't have any THC in there. They're called isolates. Um, and if it's any 0.1% over uh, the, the 0.3% of allowed limit, then it has to be so, uh, licensed cannabis sold in a dispensary. That doesn't mean that that product is going to make you high. So it's not that fine of a line. If you bought a product that has 0.35% THC, it's still not going to make you high. It's a non-psychoactive right. product. But that's what uh, sort of separates the licensing of bureaus. What, what uh, governing agency is taking care of which one is the 0.3% basically. So the, the products that are sold at the Whole Foods and the CVSs and even gas stations, yeah. I mean, I, I've literally seen it yeah, sadly, probably everywhere. Sadly, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> How are they able to retail it without any issues? Because obviously the product has to be distributed, it's shipped, and you mentioned earlier that you even have issues shipping some of these products because yes. it's not insured during yes. the shipping process. So how, how, do, how do they overcome this obstacle? So one... It's it's good and bad, but it's to me and because I am such a uh, experienced and long term company and distribution, you know, we're we're pretty large scale. For us, it's a bad thing that CBD industry does not have any regulations right now, meaning there is no enforcement of laws. It's in the works. It's been in the works for a while, but in the last one year alone, the industry has just skyrocketed in a very very uncontrolled way where cbd products are actually coming now from asia and you know indonesia and china and all over the place even europe and it has caused a couple of problems one problem is inflation and you know it's saturated market right now 
so the people who've been here for 10 years just working from ground up to build this industry are now dealing with CBD products that are beautifully packaged coming from China, let's say, but not tested, not regulated, not traced. Nobody knows what's in the product. Sure, there's CBD in there maybe, but is there pesticides? Is there microbials? Is there any solvents in there? Uh, you know, there, there is no regulation of any of these final products. So the gas station CBD or the CBD that you buy from a convenience store, it sells at a cheap, very extremely low price most of the times. And uh, these are CBDs that are in, you know, purchased at, you know, this Wish, even Wish. You know the Facebook app Wish? You can buy everything in the planet yeah, in there. Yeah, it's like Alibaba, so they have, Wish, they, they have buy CBD in there. So you buy direct from China it's, it's a bottle of 100 milligram CBD for six bucks seven bucks and you put it in your gas station countertop and sell it for 15 bucks well sadly people like us who are in the business we test these products and we find all kinds of impurities in there that could be extremely dangerous to people's health especially because when people go and buy cbd they're usually buying it because they have some kind of an immune uh, issue. issue and and you know to, to take something that has a pesticide in there or um, solvent like butane in there or uh, you know microbials and metals you're really risking your health and so that's what's happening now the good news is that regulations are in the works they are coming they are they're fast approaching i think this year we will have some nationwide cbd regulation which in my professional opinion will eliminate about 60 to 70 percent of the industry are you talking about those cbd shops that are popping up left and right well the cbd shops are retailers right i'm talking about the manufacturers the products okay right uh the manufacturers right now don't even have to have a license i mean it's so uh, simple to go on a google search and purchase a kilogram of cbd from somewhere even in within the united states you can buy a kilo of cbd from nevada let's say and you bring this and either yourself, if you have any knowledge of it, or you hire a white labeling lab and say, I want you to make tinctures or edibles or gummy bears or whatever for me. And then you put your own brand and label on it and boom, now you have a product line. Right? And isn't there that is no licensing, there is no certification, nothing. there is no health department involvement. So I, I say to the consumers always when I have these kinds of platforms to, to educate the public, you have to make sure that the companies that you're buying from are fully certified, licensed, because they took it upon themselves to get certified and licensed. They didn't have to. You have to make sure that they have licenses from the American Herbal Association, that they have licenses from good manufacturing practice certifications, licenses from the American Food and Agriculture. You have to buy from companies that are vertically integrated. They grow their own crops. They have their own unique genetics that they preserve. These companies exist. Sure, you're not going to buy them from a gas station and definitely going to pay more for it. But are you kidding me? What's the difference between that and anything else that you're buying, the cereal box that you're buying to give your children? Why don't you just go and buy it from a gas station with no brand on it? Or you <laughs> a lot of people gas station, problem, gas, station well, <laughs> right? gas station sushi. Right, gas station sushi. So you are what you eat. It applies here too. And, and unfortunately, if the big brother is not there to check what's going into these bottles or products, then there is a very high risk if you're buying a non-licensed uh, or, or, or a product that's not really an uh, established company, there's a very high risk that you're consuming heavy metals and some solvents, and worst of it is lots of pesticides. Because anybody that grows cannabis, hemp, marijuana, doesn't matter, knows that these plants are extremely susceptible to pests. 
mites, spider mites, and many others. And the only way that you can really get rid of them in regions like Southern California, where you're growing indoors especially, is to use some nasty pesticides. I mean, these pesticides that you can go to a... Uh, Home Depot? Not, not even Home Depot. You can't. The, the <laughs> pe- you can't, but the <laughs> pesticide that you go to your local hydroponic store, that store is there to sell supplies to growers of hemp and cannabis, right? You walk into their pesticide aisle and you can pick up a pesticide that's the ingredients are the same as that rodent bomb at Home Depot. Like oh, you can fog shit. your room to kill your rats and cockroaches. Same ingredients. And these are what, what are called category one pesticides, where you, especially in the state of California, the levels that are allowed are extremely low. So if you are a licensed company, you have to produce certificate of analysis that passes these testings. But if you're not a licensed company, which in the CBD industry you don't really have to be yet, then nobody's testing it. And you can go and buy these bombs and you know spray it all over your plants yeah. and... Wow. Then, about, then the, 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 the end user part. is the end user is consuming this, right? And that's the danger. Now, category one pesticides are linked to brain damage for the most part. You're using something like this. The worst nightmare that I deal with, and I, it's my, you know, I am so scared of this because it happens, is parents who know our kids' story, my daughter's story, Charlotte's story, who have seen our documentaries, who know that this thing helped you know, this child's epilepsy and seizures, right? And they go and buy one of these products from either the gas station or even the CBD shop, I don't know, which is not safe. And they give it to their child who is already neurologically disabled and and challenged. Well, you just gave them a substance maybe that could cause brain damage. And so it's it's terrible. And and I think people need to really be aware of the non-regulated industry that exists in the CBD industry and trust the companies and products that, sure, you will pay a little bit extra for because they go through testing, they go through licensing. It costs them so much more to produce a product, mm-hmm. but then you're you're uh, you know safe. safe. You're safe. But it just baffles me that it seems like with a lot of industries, especially this, you can pretty much bring anything you want from China. Which China? Look, if you ask me, anything that you're going to consume internally. You don't get from if it's made in China. You don't do it. Food, CBD, <laughs> whatever it is, I don't. I just you know I don't trust it. Uh, of course, all of our furniture is probably made in China. And uh, your but, hat, the headphones, yeah, probably, everything the is made in China. Microphone, this table, everything. But it surprises me that. Correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like if you're manufacturing in in the states, which in your case I know. For example, Charlotte's Web is manufactured in Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Grown, produced, and everything. You're more scrutinized than some Joe Schmo Definitely. that goes on Alibaba, calls you know Wuhan, yeah. China, right now of all places, and says, "Can you guys send me a pallet of CBD?" Sure. They come in, they distribute it to the gas stations, and nobody could give a flying two yeah. cents. Do they send because a case of uh, Corona? Beer with the beer. <laughs> yeah. You know, they give you Sankhabia. <laughs> <laughs> this no. the Corona, this Modelo. <laughs> You're right, because uh, companies like Charlotte's Web have, have received, received direct personal warning letters from FDA several times. And its reasoning behind it is because they just grew a little bit too big for FDA's liking. The dollar amounts were too high. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, at the end of the day, if you really think about every patient that 
decides after watching some documentary, either my daughters or Charlotte's, or there's many, many other children, warriors, I call them, you know, I, that have come to media and spoke about their success with cannabis. If any one family decides today to switch over from their pharmaceutical medications to a CBD or a cannabis product, that's a loss for the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Now, if that's happening in the hundreds of thousands rate, then the dollar amount becomes significant. And so if you're a company that has the largest market share in the, in the world right now, they, they have the largest market share in the world, and there's a handful of companies that really control the market share. The rest of them are just playing awesome. around. What's, yeah. what's, do, you, do you know the average cost of a uh, medication for a patient who's epileptic? So I can speak from experience. Uh, for my daughter, we've tried 15-plus medications, out of which maybe a couple of them were non-FDA approved, but we were allowed to use it. That's another discussion of how we were allowed to use that non-FDA approved medicine by a doctor's prescription. Without clinical, you, were you involved in a clinical no, study? No, non-FDA approved in the United States, coming from, from other countries, country. but under a compassionate act or compassionate ruling, the yeah. doctor could prescribe it. It comes to New York, this uh, pharmacy, and from there it comes to your local CVS. And so these couple of non-FDA approved uh, pharmaceuticals Extremely expensive. I mean, I remember for Emily years ago, there was medications that because they weren't FDA approved, you, your insurance wouldn't cover it. But if you decided you want to try it for your child because you're desperate, then you would pay like $8,000 a month or like even higher than that, some insane amount of money. And, um, and so now the, the most recent experience I've had is uh, CBD that's made by a pharmaceutical company called mm. Epidiolex. And most insurance companies are struggling with covering it because it's a cannabis product and they're federally insured. They're, mm-hmm. it go, it, it's, it's a new medicine that comes from that same New York uh, pharmacy. So parents who want to buy this pharmaceutical CBD legally in America from CVS are paying something like $4,000 a month for, for the dosages of their child's medicine. Now... You go to this parent and to this pharmaceuticals and, or the pharmacy or whoever that listens, the doctor, and say, hey, these people's insurance isn't covering it. They can't afford it. Why, why can't they come and use a conventional CBD product that's proven itself for the last decade with thousands of testimonials, right? Thousands of test results that have been stable, consistent. And they will tell you, nope, we don't support that because it's not a pharmaceutically tested product or it didn't go uh, through the FDA process. What's the dosage? Uh, what was it called? Epilex? Epidiolex. Epidiolex. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what is the uh, dosage of CBD in every capsule or every so it's tablet? A, it's a liquid uh, actually a liquid. form. Okay. Um, and so I'm every serving, let's say. What's the well, here's what I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to keep this short because <laughs> otherwise you guys are going to get confused. So yeah, this is my area, right? But here's the thing with epidiolex. Remember in the beginning of this discussion, we said CBD can be without THC. It's called isolate. Right. So epidiolex is actually an isolated CBD. It's just CBD. Charlotte's Web or these kinds of products are called full spectrum. There is 78 different cannabinoids and terpenes and everything in there. We call them phytocannabinoids. So it's not just CBD. There's CBD, CBDA, THC, THCA, CBG, CBN, THCV. I mean, it goes on and on, right? And then there's the terpenes. Now, when you when we dose with a product like this, the dosing is very low to start, like 25 milligrams per mm-hmm. dose. And then you add another 25 milligrams in a week or two if it doesn't work. And then you just go up to maybe two, three, four hundred 400 at most for the average uh, pediatric epileptic. 
with Epidiolex, it's about 20 to 26 times higher dosing. Mm. So my daughter actually tried Epidiolex because my daughter has tried everything. She is my number one guinea pig. I test everything on her uh, before I rule it uh, you know, off or if, if I say it's good or bad. Even cannabinoids like these kinds of products. Um, and I mean, she's been great. She's definitely, uh, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to her. Emily is, is sure. you know, her, her. She's watching us now? Well, I'm, mom is watching. <laughs> she's your number one warrior, man. She's my warrior. Listen, you know, her courage and the trials and errors that she's been through has created the best consulting capability that I have to help other families. And hundreds of other epilepsy families reach out to me on a regular basis that need help guiding hand asking a lot of questions about not CBD but about epilepsy and all the pharmaceuticals and I'm able to help them because I tested them all on my poor Emily in the last 15 years and you know, they've all failed uh, before we got to CBD sadly but um, you know we tested Epidiolex for Emily and the doctor's dosing recommendation went took us in a matter of Less than two months, it took her to 1,000 milligrams per day of CBD. Per day. Per day. So that's 30,000 milligrams a month. So yeah. my question to you, this is where I was getting to, is if you do the math, 30,000 milligrams of medication that's versus, uh versus buying 30,000 milligrams of CBD, what is the cost difference? Let, let's assume that it's, a, it's an effective dose. Sure. Forget about the fact that 30,000 milligrams is over the top. Sure. It's unnecessary. But assuming, or whatever number you think is yes. effective, 10,000 milligrams. Yes. What is the cost difference between a pharmaceutical-grade CBD sure. versus a, let's say, Charlotte's Web sure. uh, CBD? So realistically speaking, I would say it's something <clears throat> close to $3,000 per month on the pharmaceutical side to $300 per month on the non-pharmaceutical side. Mm. 10%. Wow. Yeah. So because from my understanding, $300 of Charlotte's Web gets you roughly about 6,500 milligrams a month, right? Yes, 6,500 milligrams per bottle. Let's per say. bottle. So let's say you go through it in a month. Yeah. So you're going to use 6,500 milligrams a month of the uh, tablet that's approved or pharmaceutical grade yeah. at $3,000 a month. Yeah. Who's making more money here? Because I'm not a math guy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer question, right? The pharmaceutical company is a public company. Their stocks are selling at $120 a share right now. Um, they're obviously uh, lobbied and backed by a lot of politicians. And one of the reasons is because they, they looked at bringing on GW Pharmaceuticals or the Epidiolex product to replace all the other CBD products that were gaining momentum in the industry, right? And they said, okay, all you neurologists who have 100 patients a day coming to you asking for CBD, this is the CBD we're going to have to recommend to them, none of the other ones. And it's so funny because I've been involved, you know, I've been here for a decade, right? And, and I've talked about this openly uh, start, like, starting 2011, 2012. And uh, every neurologist that my daughter had were usually the heads of major hospitals. And I've openly talked about them. They've seen Emily's progress. Emily came off of all of her medications about two and a half years after starting CBD. Her quality of life increased enormously. And these heads of hospitals or these neurologists saw the difference and then they bought into it. 
and they would even send customers that they were desperate nothing else was helping and everything else failed, they would recommend customers to us. And I clearly remember records of customers who were referred to us by some head of major hospitals locally. Mm -hmm. And ever since Epidiolex came out, not only those recommendations stopped, so did recommending these products, period. I mean, they would downgrade these products and say, nope, forget it, none of that. If you want CBD, this is the only one. So, Okay, so my question to you as a medical professional... uh, is if, let's say, the cost of the uh, Epidiolex is $30,000 a month, right? And About, yeah, let's roughly, say, yeah. Let's say, for argument's sake, $30,000 a month. If they can still charge $3,000 a month to get, for example, the Charlotte's Web, mm-hmm. where because of the all, all the other components, all the other, uh, I don't know if you can call it ingredients, sure. right? It's more effective, yes. right? Uh why can't they just offer a better product for the same price? Because I know it's, for them it's all about money. Yeah, and, It's and all so about money. So offer the better product for the same price without the pharmaceutical tablet, which has all these other chemical components. Yeah, it's a liquid. Uh, the reason is that they need, to cr- they need to create something that's patentable. Mm-hmm. This is not the only CBD product. There is, a, there is a several of these kinds of products in the market. They all have a pretty good market share. Uh, the, the pharmaceutical company going public and looking for major investors has to patent their products. It has to be patentable. And if it's not, then they can't. So the laws that are coming soon mm-hmm. are going to definitely favor the pharmaceutical industry in terms of how much percentage of what cannabinoid can be a pharmaceutical product. And if it's not, then it's not a pharmaceutical product. Right. And so the bottom line of that is, hey, if, if these families like us can use their insurances to pay for this medicine, then that's what they're going to do. take advantage of it. Right. But, but every medication that's introduced, whether it's you know, uh, cholesterol, diabetes, anything, you've got a patent for 10 years. You maximize the market, right? You penetrate the market. You've, let's say you've spent a billion dollars on research and development, and then you make another $20 billion in the next 10 years. And then the medication becomes generic right. from $3,000 a month. Now it's only $50 a month sure. because now the generic is available. So when you say patent, I'm thinking why c- they can definitely pro- patent the process of how they disperse it from... No, they the plant you mean, you mean to extract it. Extract them. No, I mean, no yeah, it's not sorry. that. Uh, extract. Why can't they patent their not, own specific? That because it's not patentable. Probably it's that a plant. extraction method. No, not even that. Uh, so G, when GW was to be FDA approved, FDA actually went and did a very quick uh, rescheduling of CBD that mm-hmm. favored only them. And it said, because they're isolate, right? Because they don't have that 0.3%. And the, and the rescheduling basically made their product federally legal so that insurances will cover it. And that was for products that have less than 0.1% THC in there with a, with a pretty unique formulation that's in there. But they were able to reschedule GW Pharmaceuticals Epidiolex. And as soon as that happened, then it launched, it went public, pharmacists start carrying it. Uh, to patent anything besides that, it has to be unique in a way that you created it. Mm-hmm. It's been, you know, the, the, the problem that they're having and the reason why even GW Pharmaceuticals is having problems per se is 
cannabis has been out for thousands of years. There is documents and journals and all yeah. kinds of everything about it, yeah. even for epilepsy, right? Like I posted yeah. recently an, a newspaper from the Washington Post from 1928 of neurologists that were referring their epilepsy patients to cannabis products. And you cannot patent that. What are you going to patent? Right? I mean, there's so much data yeah. on it. So why don't the, they just let people live? Bro? Because money talks bullshit, fucks my friend. Look, the, you know, you want to know where, you want to know where the original patent for the hemp and the CBD was published? Originally? Yes. Where? Take a while. I have no idea, bro. Glendale, California. I, just, I have no idea. What do you think? Well, I know the FDA or Fed, the Feds here have a patent on cannabinoids as a neuroprotective and antioxidant. That patent exists. It's a United States government-owned patent, actually. And so I, I, I have that patent listed at my site, uh, and people should know just by looking at that. When you're looking at CBD and cannabis right now saying it's illegal, federally illegal, I'm afraid, and I don't want some federally illegal stuff, or people like me who lose their bank accounts or life insurances, well, your government, who's forcing or enforcing this and, and closing our bank accounts and all that has a patent on this cannabinoid that we're talking about right now as a neuroprotective anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. That patent has been owned by the U.S. government for a while. Well, I'll, in I'll enlighten you guys and the watchers. Watchers? <laughs> the first patent of hemp, CBD, was in the Bible. Yeah. The Bible even talks about how hemp is the one plant... That can cure all, and I'm wow. and I'm not one that yeah. There's good amount you know, of data on that, and I'm not one that knows the Bible inside out. So don't don't message yeah. me. Ask mm. I'll, if you do message me, I will send you the reference for some this specific thing. But don't ask me anything else about the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, <laughs> but there's we'll, people we'll bring Harold back for that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, don't exactly. ask me. Don't ask me. Either. But, but there's historical data linking cannabis back to uh, you know Bible and. Uh, also, there is a good amount of historical data going back to Egypt, and you know, yeah. it goes man, back way back. Yeah. Uh, Ray, before we continue, let's get it to a couple of questions that we have. Uh, yeah. We have one listen, one watcher, listener asking us: uh, Do you have CBD basically translated into Armenian and Russian um, information? Yeah, information about CBD for I mean, in Armenian or in Russian. Um, she wants to basically introduce it to her parents. Sure, my parents think uh, I want to. Give them drugs, sure, basically. Sure. She she can't convince the elder, you know, because I think it's Armenian it's it's the Armenian mentality. Well, not even the Armenian. I think it's the old school mentality where they think it's you know what it's well, it's the it's, it's the, marijuana. No, it's the it's the stigma that uh, government produced internationally against cannabis, and uh, you know our our parents' generations really got affected because it was that whole Nixon era and. Uh, uh, you know, cannabis is devil's plant kind of, uh, yes. uh, you know, era. But to answer her question, you know, I've tried to uh, sort of translate some of our, uh, we have a lot of materials, a lot of research materials. I've tried to translate some of it to Armenian and it, it didn't really go well. Uh, so, so the terminology is, issue. Yeah, so the answer is no, but I deal with this on a regular basis, especially after I did the Armenian TV show and... Uh, um, a surge of Armenian families called or came into our office, and I find myself trying to convince parents or brothers or sisters that, can, first of all, cannabis is not you know, what you think. You can look at this as a medicine. But uh, uh, currently, the only resource I have is myself and my office and my staff. You know, if, if they want to reach out to us, 
to help them or help, help their parents or bring your parents to our office. You know, it's a very professional atmosphere. It's not a dispensary. There's no plants growing anywhere. It doesn't smell <laughs> like marijuana. And, you know, it's got pictures of some children uh, that I've helped and saved their lives. And, you know, if you want to bring your parents and we can ha- sit down and have a good 45 minutes heart-to-heart conversation and they'll see my, my daughter's story and her videos. And, and what does it cost so for a consultation? It's always been free for there the last go, 10 people. years. Never charged anybody. There you go. So. Um, Tina's asking where she could watch the documentaries on Emily and on Charlotte. Definitely. So best place to go would be my our, our YouTube channel. I'm going to post a link under the comments here to the YouTube channel. And um, just YouTube in general would bring up a lot of documentaries. Uh, the, the CNN documentary that started this whole CBD industry, because before Charlotte, it didn't exist. There, nobody knew about CBDs. Nobody had CBD. Nobody was working with CBD. As old as it is, and there's history of it from thousand years ago, nobody in uh, states had a, a commercial CBD product. But when Charlotte's documentary aired on CNN by Dr. Sanjay Gupta, it was called Weed. And now it's a five-part uh, documentary, but part one was all about Charlotte, who is this little girl in Colorado who uh, has what's called Dravet syndrome, which is a severe form of epilepsy and same condition as my daughter's, and, and cannabis, and this, this same exact CBD that you're seeing in front of us here saved her life. And that documentary you can just Google and watch. Watch Weed Part 1 and then the other parts too. My daughter's uh, documentaries, and you know she is in there bits and pieces. It's not all about her. It's about a lot of children, actually. It's about us, our uh, journey in 2013. Me and my brothers rented some warehouses in North Hollywood, in the middle of mechanic shops and body shops and closed the doors and started growing plants to save my daughter and then all all the other kids. And so it it documents some of our journey and what we had to go through in in California to help our children. It's pretty fascinating. But those could be found in my YouTube channel. Uh, I will post links in the comments uh, so you can come back to uh, this podcast uh, even after it airs and just go through the comments and find the links. And I definitely urge you to watch it. Watch it with your parents. Watch it with people who are skeptical. Um, you know, raise the question of, hey, you know, be open-minded. What if there is something there? What if, you know, if, if this was used properly, it could save somebody's life? It saved my daughter's life, no question. You know, she was, we were, we were looking at hospice care. Uh, wow. We had fired eight uh, neurologists, or eight neurologists at the time, um, was in Pasadena, and she was telling me at the time of our appointment to uh, start training my wife and talk to her, psychologically prepare her. Things are not looking good. you got to look into hospice and you know, think about another child. And we weren't even talking about Emily anymore. It was done. Like I remember you know, during that time, that phase, and she was on four medications, benzodiazepines, Emily was having 120 seizures a day at some point in her life. And during this 20 a day, during this time that, that I'm talking about, maybe when these documentaries were airing or when we were looking at hospice and all that, or we were being told to look into hospice, Emily was having one or two seizures a day. So we were at 45 to 60 seizures a month sort of a thing. And her seizures are the grand mal seizure. She falls down and just goes on a full convulsion for a minute or two. And... Uh, you know, come from that to all of a sudden this documentary that aired on CNN and maybe a few months of struggle to find CBD 
We couldn't find it. I couldn't find any CBD in California. I walked into every dispensary you could imagine. It was me and about a handful of parents. We all linked together and we said, hey, we got to save our children. Let's look for this. We all failed miserably in California. And then finally, you know, one thing led to another. And I think I told a story last time I was here yeah. of, you know, smuggling some stuff <laughs> in and almost, almost going to federal prison for it. But, you know, we gave a tour, and just a few months into it, it saved her life. I mean, you know, here we are 10 years almost after that time, and she's been medication-free for the most part and rescue meds from once, once in a while, and quality of life extremely well. And, you know, we saved her life. CBD saved my daughter's life, people. Yeah. Okay, open your minds, okay? Don't be... Uh, pressured by your doctors and this culture and, and, yeah. and, and that's what that's the other thing that baffles me I mean you've got let me read yeah, two exactly. comments she says first, it, I, I love her comment what she comment. says well, did you guys read Jack's comment when I was Jack, the, the financial one where he talked about how much they spend a month yeah yeah that's ridiculous $11,600 yeah yeah absolutely I know Jack very well he's my buddy he's right he's not and exaggerating at all look at it this way even when when I offer it to my, when I say hospice, it's it's nowhere near the hospice that Ray is referring to. His daughter is only 15. Is she 16 now or 15? Not yet, 15. 15. <clears throat> my hospice patients are, you know, 80, thankfully 70, 80, 90, 100. One foot out the door already. And yet, and surprisingly, here's, here's, what, here's what just throws me off is, I'll, for example, recommend for anxiety and pain and whatnot, CBD. And well, what are the side effects? Yeah. I'm like, look, your your loved one, your mom, your dad, whoever the patient happens to be is on Seroquel and morphine and, uh, I mean, you name it, Ativan, Clonopin and... Opioids, all types. Everything. They've never, I swear to you, they've never asked me what are the side, side effects, effects of all the other 28 yeah. medications they're taking. You know, because they trust their doctor. And, you know, I, I used to get so worked up because I used to get children and parents that would come for a consultation. And I, I used to see Emily. This child was almost out, completely drugged uh, out. Drugged out. Can't yeah. even move their eyes, G-tubes. And sometimes, G-tubes? G-tubes? yeah, it happens a lot in epilepsy. For feeding, and, yeah. Wow, sometimes, though, in my opinion That's and from crazy. my experience, sometimes it, I see it happen because of all the very heavy psychoactive medications, pharmaceuticals that these kids are on. I mean, the typical anti-epilepsy medication is a, is a uh, benzodiazepine, and sometimes these kids are on two benzodiazepines, and so uh, on top of other medications. And so I used to get worked up. I used to get so pissed off, and I used to say stuff. My wife used to always stop me and say, you're going to get yourself in trouble someday. Somebody's going to sue you. Some, some doctor is going to do this. And, you know, finally I realized, you know, I can't really get pissed off, I, and I, I don't really blame... Although I do, because doctors, first to no harm, you got to do your homework, do your part in researching, making sure you're not hurting your patient. But you know what? That's what they're trained in. They go to school as an epileptologist or a neurologist. The school is uh, heavily funded by the pharmaceutical industry, and they learn medicine. They practice medicine. That's what they call it in this country. I practice medicine. That means you come to me, I'm going to give you medicine. That's what I practice. It totally makes sense, right? And so you go to your doctor. You have to expect that you're going to come home with a pharmaceutical medication prescription. That's it. Don't expect anything else. If you don't want to give your child or your parents medicine, then don't go to the doctor. 
Because that's what they're going to get. Read her comment. Read her in yeah. the last comment as well. Yeah, because doctors are great salespeople. No, not no, only that. She says some of our parents have an entire pharmacy yeah. in their yeah. house. And they don't question it. Yeah. You know, I, rem- Full bag. I remember it's years crazy. ago, uh, I, I visited, I was visiting my grandma and she had all these different medications. And this is when I understood what each medication was. And I'm like, why are you taking all these medications? Yeah. And she's like, well, the doctor gave it to me. They all it. have the writing in Armenian yeah, too, so they exactly right? all of them. Had, I yeah. swear, I told, I said, listen, you need to cut this off. You're not going to take these, 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 these. I I cut off probably half her medications, and I swear to you, she she Felt literally bad. bounced back. She was yeah. more vibrant. Yeah, same thing happened to my and, daughter. And then, you know, after a few years. She lived many years after that, and then she was on my hospice service, and she passed away comfortably. But it's like these doctors are just, literally, even when she was at the hospital, it's like, well, we need to try this, we need to test this, we need to do that. But, you know, Armand, it's not just them to blame. And again, I'm not backing doctors, although, you know, we need doctors. Obviously, that's a respected profession. And so, yes, we need doctors, right? We do. So we're not here bashing doctors at all. Well, Uh, I am. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be political correct at all. Believe me, I'm, that's not me. I, you don't have to do it. We'll do no, it no, listen, I've, I've bashed doctors publicly many, many times. But, <laughs> but today, during this current discussion, I want to blame the patient as much as I blame the parent. Yes. Because believe me, patients such as my own father and my own parents go asking for medicine. Yes. Yeah, okay? The they ask, even if the doctor is hesitant, they want medicine, man. Yeah. We are pill nation. We have a society of yeah. addicted pill poppers. Pill poppers. <laughs> it is true. Just like uh, I think Viola was saying, all of our parents are a walking pharmacy. They all have yeah. a bag of you know, uh, pills. I mean, my father has, has arthritis and he has pain, right? He has like... He's dealing with pain. He's 80 years old until his happy birthday, Dad. I love you so much. Happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. <laughs> but, but listen, he takes Percocet because his doctor gave him Percocet. Right? Percocet is a prescription heroin, basically. He's That's not on CBD? And he's scared of taking CBD. No. Are you serious? He thinks it's a drug. He thinks it's That's a drug. That's his dad. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. E- even though he's seen he's his, his own, own granddaughter. granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. I- I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. I- I've seen so many. It- it's it's ridiculous yeah. how it these. Partly is because of the brainwashing going on. Partly is because they want a quick fix. CBD is not a quick yeah. fix, right? It's the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, our, our, our parents' generation. Lifestyle change doesn't make sense. You know, if they could be 100 pounds overweight and had an open-house surgery like a year ago, they will never go for a walk. Oh. They will never lose their habits. I mean, this is our, especially See, Armenian culture, It's crazy. Right? He's talking to me, he's saying Percocet, right? You have, you have rappers talking about taking Percocet with yeah. alcohol to yeah. get high. That's yeah. right. And then you were saying Emily was on benzos as well, right? Emily was yeah. on multiple benzos at the same time. But football yeah. players take benzos. Yeah, of Do course. You know what ben- and then they go to rehab for it. Well, because yeah. benzos as are anti-seizures. Even, for example, yeah. I've but had... it's pain. a painkiller as well. well it, it's the most addictive form of it medicine. It shuts down your functions. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it shuts down your you. nervous system yeah. functions. It numbs you. Yeah. And people go to rehab for that yeah, stuff, man. Of course. Yeah. It's fully addictive, bro. Very addictive. Exactly. Oh God, Listen, it took bro. me two and a half years to take my daughter off of just three or four meds that addiction. she was on. The addiction. We dealt with so much withdrawals. We dealt with a lot of problems. Yeah, uh, and, and you know what? I'll tell you right now, and I'll tell all of the listeners right now. God, it's been years since we gave Emily her last dose of those cocktails of medications we took her off. And she's still having withdrawals. Still, still withdrawals? Still having withdrawals. Because wow. it is addiction. It is rehab. You know, It's like Man. the person that goes to rehab for... 
uh, heroin or, or alcohol. You know, they deal with this for almost a lifetime, man. It comes back. And so the withdrawals from these medications are uh, tremors, yeah. you know, lots of psychological behaviors, definitely cogn- cognitive issues. But these withdrawals are no joke. And that's where I, for me, that's where the medical community has really failed us. And that's where now we can shift and talk about how I blame the doctors because they were so easy in prescribing these medications to these children, yeah. but they had absolutely zero play in taking them off. You cannot go to rehab if you have an under-18 child. They won't take your child. It doesn't exist. The parents have there to do no it There is no children's rehab from benzodiazepines. Really? You have to do it yourself. Your doctors don't have the proper training to, bring to, them off to of help what you, they how to bring them. off a little child off of a years of addiction. How old was she at the time when you started weaning her off the pills? Um, nine. Oh, shit, man. It, yeah. That's, and that the growth spurts at that time. Too. Well, a lot of problems. Well, I mean, look, if, if I'm taking anybody off medication, if it's my own family member, I don't care if it's the best doctor in the world. I think... You are your own best doctor. Yeah. Meaning, if you're tapering off a medicine, whether it's a benzodiazepine or a uh, cortisone steroid or all these meds that require tapering off, you yourself, I think, have to, even if the doctor tells you, well, cut it by half and then another half and then another quarter and another whatever, you have to, I think, be, again, you want the guidance because as a parent, sure. I could imagine, especially with a child, you're just flustered. You have no idea what's going on. You want the guidance of a medical professional. But at the end of the day, I would rather take on that responsibility than a doctor who's going off of statistics that I, God knows whoever the fuck wrote that statistic somewhere, did a study 20 years ago. And <laughs> that that's the thing that I, I just don't... The person re- that did the study is probably on that medicine. Yeah, right and, and it's like every, every freaking study that's done, that's what I don't respect about the medical field. Every study that's done, always ask who funded the fucking study. It's always the company that's selling the Medicaid. Who, who funded the study? It's always the pharmaceutical company that funded the study. I think what? this last one, it was Bill and Melinda, from what I remember. Well, Bill and oh. Melinda are... Well, Bill and Melinda is a whole <laughs> three want... topics of its own. When we talk about I vaccines can... in the bit, we're yeah. going to talk about I can Bill talk and about Bill and Melinda for days. Look, when you've got the likes of Angelo here saying, we moved to Colorado to save our yeah. daughter. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Why do you have to move? And I remember Charlotte's web families. stories. So many families were trying... And even trying to move there was an issue because... Yeah. You had to prove residency yeah. and you had to wait, let, what was it, six months or so to prove residency that you're not just here just for the CBD, wow. you know, but uh, thousands phenomenon. But thousands of uh, mar- cannabis refugees, as, as I call them. They I mean, listen, I, I know firsthand families that are, that are very close friends of mine uh, that took in a lot of these families and, and from California and other states and gave them a home to stay, to try this uh, simple herbal supplement yeah. for their child. And, you know, I was at, on the verge of doing that. Uh, it, it's, I don't know what, what it is. I don't want to uh, ever give myself credit or, you know, I don't know, whatever it is. I just refused to move my family there. And I said yeah. to them and to myself, there has to be a way. And what made it really happen for me where it, it pushed me over to really dedicate my life to it because I quit my career, extremely successful career of 20 years in, in the 
optics industry uh, was the minute that I found out there is thousands, literally 14,000 families, majority of which were in California, who were dealing you with the same thing that I was. They wanted CBD. Yeah. And I was like, 14,000 families can't pick up and go to Colorado tomorrow. These kids need help. My daughter is dying. You know, I don't know. I, I need my grandparents' support. I need my financial support, everything that I have established here. And so the answer was, okay, well, I'll stay behind and my wife and children will go and, you know, I'll, I'll work here because I have to. How do you just quit, right? Yeah. I mean, even this same oil we were going for is going to cost us an arm and a leg over there. And it just wasn't an option, man. It wasn't an option and the laws were against us. Everything was against the odds. But, um, you know, it goes back to saying, and it's, I'm not talking about me, many, many other parents who bravely did this with me at the same time. Where there's a will, there's a way. You just find it. You yeah. do it. And look, so, you, look I, I know you're not one to talk about yourself, but no. allow me to do it. Because I, I've known you for many years now. And every time I see Charlotte's Web product, whether it's for one of my patients or whether... And I've got my family, you know, like parents and stuff on the gummy bears. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte's nice. Web, yeah. which has turmeric and all these different... It's fantastic. Yeah. You know... And I swear, every time I receive a shipment from him, I truly think of him. And I'm not saying this just because you're here with us on the show. I really think of you like a super dad. Thank you, bro. Because I can't, my both, I have a three-week-old and a 19-month-old boy. Both of them right now, unfortunately. How are you still awake? (laughs) <laughs> well, and here's the, here's the fucked up thing. They're both going through a virus right now. Ugh. So, and I'm dealing with this, which I have no problem dealing with. But when I see what they're dealing with, it's yeah. like I'd rather be dealing with something so much more uh, dramatic. <laughs> dramatic than seeing my kids deal with this. Yeah, exactly. So when I think of Ray... And what, and he what he's gone through, and we can't. We're gonna I, imagine he's lived I, it. I can't. I can't you even can't imagine it. I can't imagine can't. it. That's no, no, why that's, I call him Super Dad. No, I swear. I, uh, it's thank not, you. I appreciate it. But I'll tell you. I think and you, and every your wife, every parent would bro. do what we did, man. You know what? What position you're put in without any choice? You have no choice in what you're gonna do, and you're gonna do it because you have to do it before your child. And so we were put in this position not by choice. Well, of course, we were yeah. put in this position because of vaccinations, which we'll, we'll hopefully talk about. Oh a little yeah, bit. we will. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but we were put in this position. Yeah, yeah, we need another <laughs> bottle for that discussion. Uh, <laughs> Bottles. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, but seriously, I think I I'd like to believe, and I really? know it's true that every parent in my position and my wife's position would do the same thing to save their their child's life. And many parents did. As I said, I've had parents that inspired me to do this in 2012, what I did. And those parents were alongside and we were all sort of uh, pushing each other and and, uh, helping each other. But all of you would. I mean, God forbid anybody is put into that position. I I don't even want my enemy to deal with what we're dealing with with Emily. But but listen, you would. Some some people, unfortunately, look, I've, I, I've been to Not the children's all. hospitals. I'm, I'm a very for the positive. Last, I, I've dealt <laughs> no. with the children's hospitals and the you know the <laughs> Mattel me, hospitals I know. I know for 22 going. years, and some parents just seriously oh. they just fall back and like, okay, whatever you say, I'm gonna do. It's like mm. really, you don't even want to know what they're gonna do to your child. My baby is watching me. Oh, my wife said it. my daughter is watching me. Oh. Right now. Emily, we love Eliana, you. Eliana, my, my two-year-old is watching. 
uh, Eliana is your two year old. Eliana is my two year old. Yeah. Well, we love you too, Eliana. <laughs> the wise nuts love your family. <laughs> you know, uh, since since you're right, and and through this journey, uh, and you know, I talk about this all the time. Unfortunately, it's sad, but it's true. Ninety percent of the people I deal with are moms. There is no dads. The dads are not in the picture. And uh, yeah. you know, I, I even at some point, I think three, four years ago, I, I it it bugged me. And I went and I, I in our support groups because we have a lot of support groups on Facebook, closed groups, secret groups, you know, autism community, epilepsy community. We help each other on a daily basis about a hundred times a day. And I said, you know, where are the dads? I'm a dad. I need a man-to-man support sometimes. I need to talk to dads. And it just didn't exist. There was, there's a there. handful of them, like wow. Jack and like some of my you know buddies. They that, run away. That have really become they my, run away. my just gonna life get friends. And then I went no, and I man, opened. I went and I opened a dad's support group, like epilepsy dad's support group. And I think in a year there was like 16 people that joined or something like that. I'm like, what the heck, the, man? Why do men think it's it's weak to share your emotions? Because we're weak. Yeah. That's right. But why can't you share your emotions and show that you're actually concerned and you care and you're worried? There's nothing wrong with that. No, man. And so, yeah, I know they are there. I know there are some brave dads out there that just don't come up and talk, and they don't sh- they don't open up. They are not a yeah. part of social media. I know them because I meet them. They I, you know they come and pick up medicine. But I wish that you know some of my friends, the dads that are the fathers of the children that we are all uh, saving, um, would get involved in. and, and you know just it doesn't matter. Get emotional. Let your emotions speak, yeah. man. It's it's okay, you know. Us dads sometimes we need each other. So, look um, at Mama Ihoki. You've got yeah. how many thousand? No, Thirty thousand. Well, members? we had no idea how many members. I we originally thought it was just a couple hundred. Uh, no. well, we originally thought it was a couple thousand, but then there was actually a private group for it yeah. where it yeah. was just yes. Every, and what, they're doing some wonderful things and, there. And then Papa Igokin came, and there is only like there's two hundred people there. I swear, you post something, <laughs> yeah, you, get yeah, you get one like. Yeah, you get one like. And you know all it is is like um, you know what I mean? I'm giving away my it. transmission, and then somebody will yeah. be like, "Like that's it." And then Mama Igokin, you look at they post a picture. Oh my, my uh, child has this uh, rash. breakout rash, and then you got four hundred seventy-five thousand comments about what yeah. they should Put do. Put some They're issue on it. Yeah. <laughs> At Popeye Hockey, you've got it's like a fucking. No, it's a joke nothing. format. <laughs> yeah, but 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 just, just delete the page, bro. Just get rid of it. Yeah, no, it's That's a joke. Sad, joke for uh, for say that. Man. You know what it is? Is these moms? They need they need support. Yeah, they yeah. need their uh, husbands. Women are easier support, to so. women open up easier than men do. Men, it's kind of like an ego kind of manly. Yeah. Some men like to talk again, to someone uh, if they can feel the same. Yeah. Again, not all there, men. There's a yeah. saying: women are crazy and men are stupid. Because men are stupid, they make women crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! But see, uh, <laughs> let me ask you this, right? As far as <laughs> for. <laughs> There's another <laughs> saying that says, what doesn't, ki- what doesn't kill you makes your drink stronger. Right? right? So, I mean, that's what I say to the dads. I want to drink this to all so, the dads who really step up for their family. No, there's a lot of them. I have yeah. some uh, I know, dads I know that inspire dads me all the time. on this table for sure. uh, do step up for their families, and I'm sure there's a lot of them out there too. But don't be shy. Tuck in your balls. Step up. <laughs> <laughs> they make undies. They make undies. <laughs> <for that analogy. laughs> Yeah, you don't be shy. <laughs> hey oh, man, this is the right timing. Sorry. What man. else can I say? No, it's uh, it's uh, it's, uh, it's hard. I get it. Dealing with a child like Emily, yeah, 
you know, I mean, it, jokes aside, and I know we're laughing at it, and there's some seriousness in our laughs, but dealing with a child with Emily for every day and, you know, 15 years, 10 years, 5 years, whatever it is, it, yeah. It takes Trust a toll me, on you. Trust me, if you don't have it, it and you think you have it, yeah. a tough time yeah. managing marriage and children, when you have a child like Emily, it goes into a whole different level. So sometimes I get it I, if they split but that doesn't mean that the dad can't be in the picture. Yeah. What I don't get is when the dad is just long gone, right? And the mom is handling this child's situation by themselves. Oh, but also, I also get that dads and men generally, they're, they just throw it in, right? They don't come out. They don't talk about it. But it's the worst thing. Because uh, is that why every mortality single, rate is so no, much you know lower? what it is. Honestly, it is. every hold single hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. Eventually, boom. Listen, every single one of us parents. I speak for all of my families that I help. I speak for myself, for my do- my wife. We all have PTSD. We all have traumatic de- uh, depression. We all deal with trauma every day of our lives. Every day in my household, even now that Emily is doing so much better, is a trauma. There no. is trauma. And so if you think people that go to rehab, go to therapy, take medicine for PTSD, well, we don't. You know, none of us do. Most of us don't because we can't. We can't because we have to be alert and on top of it because Function. we have a child that, <laughs> just like my daughter, standing literally this far away from me, fell down. And I wasn't quick enough to catch her and broke her jaw. I remember she had surgery. And on top of her uh, trials and uh, all the issues that she's having on the hardship, we had to deal with jaw, broken jaw. A broken jaw on a special needs child is 100 times worse than a broken jaw on a regular person that doesn't have it. So we went through hell. She went through hell. So, yes, if I could take something to help myself, to ease the pain, to calm my PTSD down, right? Right. Yeah, I would take this for sure. <laughs> it's in a cup. I it's could. In a cup. <laughs> I would, but I can't. And for that reason, now the problem elevates, right? These parents who can't handle it because they take it out on each other. You know, yeah. your easy escape is to take it out Blame on your, each other. Right? And so they do. And I get how if you're saying in America one out of two marriages a fail, well, if you have a special needs child, it's higher. Are you kidding me? Higher. It's like it's impossible. Eight, Ray, eight out of ten. <laughs> Ray, listening to what you're so. saying, I mean, I commend you, man. I mean, dealing with it every single day and being the super dad and your wife being the super mom and handling it, you know, like champions every single day, being there for your daughter. And then there's husbands and wives where the wife cooks the steak well done instead of medium rare. The whole house, the yeah. roof blows up. It's like, you know what? Well, if my wife cooks the steak well, well done, then the roof is going to come down too. Okay? I'll tell you that right now. That's a bigger fuck-up than it is. Goes goes to Starbucks. It's like... I love you, put, honey. They put two pumps of caramel instead of three. I'm sleeping in the balcony tonight. You know that, right? Bro, that's the worst you know, thing. Honestly, it's not cold. You guys West. have a room here? I'm going to stay here. <laughs> there's a couch over there. couch over there? My favorite is when somebody comes to my house if I'm making steak, they're like... He make my well done. Oh my god! I'm like, why don't you go to fucking IHOP and eat a steak? Why are you eating a steak at my house? Wasting my steak. Yeah. Oh gosh. Can I get it well done? Uh, <laughs> really? Worst thing. Worst thing. So, Maybe, should we transition so to vaccines? Before we before we transition to vaccines, let's. We want to talk about obviously what we have in front of us oh, right yeah, now. Right. I have to pee again. So are you serious, bro? When I have sometimes. You're like a freaking camel, bro. Look, what the here, here's the problem with me. Sometimes I can drink uh, iced whiskey, like 
15 hours, I don't have to pee, and then sometimes I have to pee every 15 minutes. It's okay. Tonight happens to be the 15, 15? minute frequency. Okay, go, go to the bathroom. Ray will talk about this because, yeah. uh, okay, we're, here's what we're doing, people. We're giving away some CBD oil. Um, we have the 28 milligrams and we have the 9 milligrams. Uh, the 9 milligram one, we have 18 of these, right? Yes. We have 18 of these that we're giving away, and then we have how many of these? One. One of this, the 28 milligrams. Before, obviously, we do this with a giveaway. We'll figure all that out. Well, just to cor- stop you and correct you, 9 milligrams per ml. That means the whole bottle has 700 milligrams yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, correct, yeah, correct, correct. So it's a big bottle. There's a lot of CBD in there, actually. Yeah. So really quickly, as far as like milligrams per serving, how, what, what's a serving on these? Is it just one droplet so or is it? It's a, it's, a, it's a question that has many different answers. Serving... For somebody who's taking it just as a supplement every day because you work out and you have some inflammation in your joints or if you have a stressful work or life. Anxiety. Anxiety. Those, those servings are easy, right? You just follow the serving size that's on the label. But if you have a, any type of a diagnosis, whatever diagnosis it is, you know, have it be epilepsy or have it be uh, arthritis, fibromyalgia, thyroid, anything that's inflammation related because that's why you're taking CBD. You're taking it for anti-inflammatory. You know, you're working out, it's inflammation. Stress, inflammation. Everything is inflammation. So if you're taking it for inflammation related to any diagnosis or a medical condition, then the serving has to be much, much higher. I would say... Um, Honest answer is best case scenario is to do a free consultation with us, even through email if you don't want to call or come. Or you would have to start taking at least 25 milligrams per dose, maybe twice a day. So 50 milligrams a day. And how many? How many? Uh, so 50 So 700, how many 700 in milligrams in that bottle. So that would be like, oh, wow. It's like 14 servings, basically. Yeah. And again, this is that's this is a what, that's a medical diagnosis. You know, if you have fibromyalgia or arthritis, you have some severe. So even that's 14, when they come to you. That's when they come to me, and they won't take this. I mean, you can start start with this. It's the same CBD. It's just diluted more. You'll start with this, and then we will progress you to a. Now, what can you take this with? Do you just drop it in your mouth? But you can you put it in your coffee? You can put it in your salad. Your coffee. It's you know, <laughs> olive oil based. Yeah, olive oil. It's olive oil. It's like let me get a Caesar salad. Hold yeah. the Caesar dressing. Go ahead and just listen. There's restaurants cabbage. in Beverly Hills that sell their CBD infused salads for fifty bucks now. Didn't they just open a CBD cafe? Yeah, somewhere yeah, 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 in West yeah, yeah. Hollywood. That's more. Studio of, City. That's not Studio a CBD. City? That's more of a cannabis cafe, and they don't have the menu set yet. But if you go to like Cafe Gratitude, uh, Gratitude Cafe in Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. they have a cocktail bar with CBD infusion and they have a salad bar with CBD infusion you pay arm and leg for it so yes you can put it in your salad it's olive oil you put olive oil on your salad every day you can put it in your coffee but you can take it straight you know it's olive oil and cannabis there's no other ingredients this is olive oil the other one was chocolate right chocolate mint mint chocolate is coconut oil with mint chocolate flavor and again you guys understand this correctly this is not THC this is CBD yes there is no psychoactive correct uh reaction to this at all this is more of like uh anti-inflammatory yes, so if you're stressed at work if you're having mm-hmm. a bad day if there's something going on this can even help you with that and correct? it's legal you know yeah how these products are sold in, in i'll talk about that right now it's a very good question these products are sold in sprouts they're sold in many many chiropractic offices they're sold in uh, non-dispensary locations so i'm a business to business wholesale distributor i sell to a lot of businesses and 99% of my businesses are not dispensaries. They are just regular shops. They are medical clinics, holistic clinics, or you know, just natural medicine or natural foods. Uh, and so, yeah, you can buy this without any license or recommendation letter or anything needed. There is uh, zero side effect recorded ever about this. There is no psychoactivity. You, and you can't overdose. Much. You can't <laughs> but, overdose. But on the question itself. also is, 
if I'm I'm an employee of a company, yes, if they do a drug test, yes. is this gonna yes. get me fired? Yes, it will. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray's also Ray's gonna hire you if you get. I'll, I'll hire you, and then we'll sue that company. And then you can go sell more CBD oil. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what God. it is. The, that, was the, <laughs> that was the best yes answer I've ever heard on the Wise Nuts. <laughs> yes, no question. No, it's yeah, a I great think we just question. Made a clip right there, bro. It's a great question. Listen, there is that little tiny trace of THC in there that's less than 0.3 percent, so it's non-effective, right? There's no role. But when they do drug testing, they're testing for THC in your blood, and sure, there's a chance it will pop up, especially if it's a blood test. Urine, maybe you get away with it. But blood test, you will probably test positive with it. There is the same exact product without the THC in there, right? So we have three categories of products. And so this is the educational piece for the public whenever they're watching this show. When you buy a CBD from any store, from any brand of CBD, you have three options. One of them is isolated CBD, which is that CBD only. There is nothing else in there. In my professional opinion, waste. I don't, I don't think it's, uh, unless you take 100 or 1,000 milligrams a day, which wow. is impossible with this kind of product, it's really not going to be effective. Then there is the second category, which is broad spectrum. That's what it's called, broad spectrum. And that means it's got everything that the plant offers, but technology now allows them to take out the THC. So it's got the whole phytocannabinoids but the THC. So that's great because you won't test yeah. positive for it. And, but you, and add, you won't get high. And you won't get high and you'll still get the whole show with, show with Just to confirm, if I take Charlotte, Charlotte's yes. Web, my employer is not going to fire me. Yes, they will. Oh, they will. Yes, because this is not broad spectrum. This oh, it's is not broad there's spectrum. Still a li- there's, still, spectrum. there's still a little okay. bit of THC in there. Okay. The third category is full spectrum, which, ah, is, okay. which is to all the reason. Sorry, I'm a little slow. It's okay. A little? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> You're not. It's confusing <laughs> stuff, man. You know, uh, the full spectrum CBD means it has everything the plant offers. It, yeah. It's got a little bit of THC, which in my opinion, again, it plays a role. It's called the entourage effect, right? Mm-hmm. If you research entourage effect cannabis, there's a ton yeah. of medical journals written about how the little 0.3% THC plays such a big role in treatment. Is and that so to activate? I heard it activates. It, it's, the... to, it's to bound to your receptors better, faster. Yeah. So the endocannabinoid system is a whole bunch of receptors. And when you have the full spectrum, it's much more effective because it bounds to the receptors. And how long does this stay in your system? Let's say, for example, somebody's just using it for... Inf- like any sort of inflammation, yeah. whatever it is, but it's not something that's too severe where a 28 milligram or a 7 milligram uh, dosage or serving can yeah. help solve that Absolutely. issue. How long does it stay in your system for before? So, so staying in your system versus efficacy. Efficacy is about, we want to say, 8 to 10 hours, but that's based on observational data. 8 to 10 hours. Staying in your system in terms of drug testing, Correct. I think probably one month. But, so here, but here's the thing you have to keep in mind. This is not a Band-Aid fix. Yeah. Because you have to... Here's what people have to understand. <coughs> this CBD, hemp itself, is the number one treatment for anti-inflammatory diseases, mm-hmm. which almost every disease is now even depression, PTSD. Everything is finally, you know surfacing that it's in effect to inflammation. Uh, inflammation. So if this is the number one anti-inflammatory plant in the world that exists, then it's something that you have to take it. It's a lifelong thing, whether it's a gummy bear or a cookie you like or the oil or yeah. the capsules. or it's it, it has to be part of your lifestyle. Just like if you wake up, you drink, let's say, for example, the... Um, 
uh, apple cider vinegar, or yeah. you, you take a the fire uh, cider. Yeah, or you take uh, omega threes. You take this just like that. It's not something you take for a month. Okay, yeah. I'm cured. Now I'm done. No, it's a supplement, just it, like turmeric, yeah. just like any vitamins. You know, if you, I, I am deficient in D3, as all of us are, I'm sure. Yeah. And you have to take it every day. You can't take it one week and expect to not be <laughs> deficient in D3 anymore, right? So, uh, yeah, same thing here. And But, but the, the difference here is when you take D3 every day, you don't really feel anything. With this, if you're consistent with it and if we really have some inflammation or stress, yeah. you will feel the difference pretty soon. I'm curious if it would help with autoimmune disease, any sort of autoimmune. Autoimmune is all inflammation. It's all inflammation. No, no, no. I, I know, but I mean, will something like this really help with it? Like- so, so there is a good amount of observational data on it. There is good research being done in some major universities, but majority of the good medical research is coming from Europe, yeah. Israel, and other countries. Yes, there is some good data suggesting some autoimmune diseases will benefit from taking CBD. Some will need to take THC or a combination of it. You know, I don't want to sit here and downgrade THC. I have a lot of patients, on clients Cancer on THC. Cancer patients have to be on Listen, THC. Listen, yeah. majority of my THC clients actually are children with autism, or and it's a lifesaver. Yeah. It's a lifesaver for THC. them and yeah. their families. Absolutely. I mean, I have, the, I have more testimonials on that than anything else. And so, so we're not saying THC is bad. We're just saying this treated prof, uh, responsibly as a medicine can really enhance and change somebody's quality of life. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's, that's all it is, right? When I talk about CBD, THC, cannabinoids, it's a quality of life product. Mm-hmm. It's going to enhance your or your child's quality of life. That's it. It's not a magic pill. Yeah. You know? Because uh, yeah. there's those autoimmune diseases where, you're, you know, the, the pigmentation on your skin changes. Where There's a thousand of, of them. Of course. You know what I mean? Like as far right. as like yeah. maybe like a lotion where you start using it on your hands. But you know so what all those are? I'll tell you. An autoimmune disease, you know what the cure is or not? Cure there isn't a cure for it. No, it's no. your body attacking itself. Right. Do you know what the treatment is for Western medicine? What is it? Prednisone. Yeah. Right? And yes, prednisone is the number one treatment for autoimmune diseases Listen, in Western medicine. Yeah, but it's... Well, I'm not saying it works. What I'm saying is that is the treatment plan. Now... Mm-hmm. Rheumatoid arthritis, it's considered an autoimmune disease, right? Correct. Now, they give you prednisone for it. You know what the number one side effect for prednisone? What is it? Degeneration of your bones, which is, which is rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> Why are you there? No, but you know, it's not funny. So, Some of the medications that Emily took for epilepsy had a side effect epilepsy. of causing seizures. Yeah. And so when you re- when you read It's like this, you take a pill for this, then you got to take a pill for this, then you got to take a pill for this, then you got to take Exactly. You know what? You're honestly you're destroying your liver, your kidneys, everything. No, you're destroying your quality of life. Of course you that's, are. That's that's what I say. You have you have bronchitis, prednisone. Pneumonia, prednisone. Everything. Uh, but Impotence, all prednisone. Yeah, all of this medicine. You have a cough, prednisone. And, and yet prednisone causes impotency, bone degeneration, osteoporosis, uh, arthritis, and everything. It, and it can pr- be found in yes. every Armenian household. Everybody's on prednisone. It's like the one cure for all that fucks everything up in your life. It's wow. ridiculous. And you have to taper it off. You can't just be like, okay, I don't want to take this, this anymore. Look at this. Sleeping problems, basically insomnia, uh, increased appetite, you gain weight, acne, uh, slow like wound healing, Headaches, dizziness. What are you looking spinning, at? Prednisone? The yeah. side effects. Oh, yeah, nausea, pre- stomach pain, bloating. Yeah. There's more. And there's more. Wait, you want more? 
order tonight, oh, and you get a uh, complimentary rheumatoid arthritis with that hip replacement. Wow, man. <laughs> it goes on and on. Hey, on you, and you on. can do this, what you're doing right now, about every medicine. Yeah. And, in, and it, this is what I say. And when we get to vaccines, we'll talk about it this more. But Listen to this one. Hold on. I got to say this one. This is freaky. Changes the shape of the fat located in your body. Yes. Are it you? gives you a moon face. Are you what? serious? Have you seen people in with your the arms, moon face? legs, face, neck, breasts, waist? Le- Basically, it takes your fat and it reshapes it differently. It, here's what. Here's how prednisone makes you fat. It it shapes your bone, your face, gives you a donut belly, right around the muffin your, top, right around your thighs. And around your bone, arms. So that basically that muffin top that lived. Yeah, everything else stays normal. So you look like a fucking mushroom. Like a you look Elmo, like Mich- no, Michelin Sesame man. Street the you character like the, walking around. You look like the Michelin <laughs> man. Yes. I swear Jesus to you. Christ. But yet, you know how many of Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We're laughing, but it's sad. It's, it's sad, it's, bro. I have a lot of patients who take prednisone. And, yeah. and uh, you know, now that we're talking about this, and I know all this, <laughs> stuff, you know, I know all this stuff you're talking about. You know, when you talk about it like this in this kind of a platform and everybody's talking about it, it's sort of, it's a reality moment that how many, I can picture kids and patients that I know that come to my office who have been on prednisone for a long time. But what I was going to say is you can do what you just did about every medicine. Of course, but they don't. Nobody does. They don't. And if you do, then you would think twice about it, right? But nobody does. Same thing is with vaccines when we talk about it. I mean, if you Let's think- get into vaccines, man. One more thing. One more thing. That's the juicy this stuff. This is what I want to know. See, okay, just one thing and then we'll get into vaccines. Okay, right, so right. there's, uh, as far as the, the marijuana plant itself, right? Yeah. There's uh, sativa and there's indica, right? Yeah. One is a body high, one is a head high. Well, that's the that's THC. That's THC. Yeah. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. I just wanted to know if they were, it was basically that was a separation. Well, of I CBD. mean, that's CBD too, but... Because CBD is non-psychoactive, it doesn't matter. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know the difference between indica and sativa? Well, one's a body high, one's a head high. That's the difference. By the way, Channel 5 was showing these parents yesterday morning. They had two sons and they, or daughters, I think. They named one sativa, one indica. <laughs> Were they from Colorado? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I, I was just watching a documentary. Because where one Santa is hyper and one is quiet. Yeah. Family, of, uh, they're from Holland. They've been yeah. growing flowers on the coast in Santa Barbara for years, yeah. and generations. Now they're growing marijuana instead yeah. of flowers. Because yeah. yeah. there's Flower people that just died. there's people well, that can't get the head high, and there's like there's people that can that like indica, and then there's people that like sativa. Well, but all, but you're so talking about but you're talking THC, about THC. I know you're talking know, about recreational. And when you take what you just said and now come and to the medical side and say, okay, does a medical patient need a sativa or an indica? Then it's a whole different conversation. Because sure, indica is a downer. You just get couch locked. Like if I do indica, I, I, I smoked the indica joint at a System of a Down concert at Hollywood Bowl once. And for two idea. and a half hours, I was standing like this and just <laughs> looking straight at the stage. I didn't move a muscle, man. Um, and usually I'm in the marsh pit in a system of down concert with my brother. So it was like the worst thing to do for me. Like I wanted to be hyper, right? So I should have done a sativa, sativa, right? So that's the recreational side of this. But when you talk about the medicinal side and when patients come and bring a product and say, hey, this is what I want to give my son who has autism, who is hyper, runs around the house all the time, can't stop, steaming constantly. Well, that child cannot do sativa because that's going to make them even more hyper, yeah. right? That's going to make them even more running around and banging on the walls. They're the pure 
100% OG indica that's going to calm them down. And it works magic. I mean, these kids are on so many meds. There is no medicine for autism. It doesn't exist because there is no cause for autism. It doesn't exist. Well, we know what it is, but in, in terms of medicine, <laughs> uh, it's vaccines. We can't talk so, about <laughs> so from the So f- between the three numbnuts here, yeah. which of us needs sativa, which of us needs indica? <laughs> Uh, What's your don't diagnosis? Don't put me on that spot. <laughs> What's your profession of oh, diagnosis? Why, why would you put the guy on the spot? See, no. there was that one older man. He was uh, he had Parkinson's, constantly shaking, constantly yeah. moving. Yeah. Uh, and then they they gave him uh, indica, yeah. and he dropped it right under his tongue. Yeah. And they said, you know, give it a couple of minutes. Five minutes later, he's laying down. He's like. He's like, can, I need to sit that's up. That's THC, yeah. though. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, that's all THC. That's, we're talking th- about that's right very now. pure THC. Yeah, and it was yeah. a pure. And he sat up, and he was like, "I've never, fe- I haven't felt like yeah. this in years." I've had first-hand experience with that. I have a couple of very that's good, long-time right? patients. Well, uh, they're using oils. Doesn't matter. Uh, that, yeah, life-changing for them. The oils that we give them. I mean, we're talking about tinctures. You don't have to do that uh, paste. But the point is, listen, THC, CBD, and now with technology, we sell. Currently in our menu, CBG, CBN, THCA, CBDA, and soon to come, we're going to have CBDV. So technology has allowed uh, scientists and chemists to use uh, equipment to isolate these cannabinoids that the plant offers. And the plant offers 78-plus cannabinoids. And each one of them have shown a unique characteristics yeah. of helping in a way that the CBD didn't or the THC didn't. Mm. So wh- which would you recommend? Because... Because I know a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people in the States are on Ambien and Xanax. And I've heard CBDN is one CBN. of the... CBN. Oh, CBN, I'm CBN sorry. is cannabinol. So we have it in our menu now. And CBN is, first of all, it's called the sleep cannabinoid. So it's for sleeping and insomnia and all that stuff. And uh, cannabinol is THC. But it's aged THC. So if you were to let your THC crop go longer than harvest time, don't harvest it when it fully reaches its age. Then the the molecule goes from THC to CBN, basically. And then they isolate that and make it it into products like edibles or oils. And it works for some people for sleep enhancement. For others, like my daughter and people who have uh, post-epilepsy anxiety, because when Emily has a seizure... The hardest part is not actually the seizure because I, in 15 years or after 15 years, we're sort of used to the dealing with the seizure, right? Yeah. The hardest part for us is the one or two hours after the seizure, which is called the postictal period, where they are completely like zombied. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know where they're going. They just want to walk. They can't sit down or kids like my daughter, they can't sit down. They just walk around the house and they'll bang into the walls. They're dazed and confused. Wow. And it takes about an hour or two till they just regain their full conscience and awareness. And they're so anxious during that time. And CBN seems to help with those periods also, just like THC does too in some cases. But anytime you're talking about THC-based products, too much of it causes anxiety. Too much THC. So, so dosing and yeah. serving is so important. Too much know? THC. Yeah. So, so, so serving size is key in treatment, and that's so important because a lot of these families, like our Armenian community, for instance, they will go to the dispensary and buy their old parent who has Parkinson's or you know arthritis, and they'll buy them a THC gummy bear or an edible or a chocolate taffy bar or something like that, or even an oil, and they will administer too much. <laughs> 
And, you guys sleep for 48 and, hours. And they're all, no, it's the, the best thing would be if they slept for 48 hours. The worst <laughs> thing that happens is their parents become hallucinogenic and yeah. they become anxious and they, they fear that, you know, this thing, wrong something is wrong with them and they're dying. Oh, I've had many, many cases of parents or, or like 1 a.m. kids calling saying, listen, I gave it to my mom or dad. He thinks we're trying to kill him. He thinks his face is swollen, but there's nothing wrong with him. They end up in the ER, man. Until it just fades out and they come home. So don't do that. You know, even, I mean, the, I don't know how to put it. Don't do give it. give him a cookie. You know, you're, you're going, <laughs> no, you know what it is? You're, deal, you're going this route because of a medical reason. Yeah. Treat it like a medical yeah. did I, product. Last, Treat it like medicine. The last show, did I tell you guys the story of my buddy who took the full brownie on the plane? I didn't tell you guys the story, did I? Uh, I don't remember. Let me tell you the story and then we'll get to the vaccines. Yeah, we bu- keep on I know, I know, I know. I, think, know I think the vaccination industry has sent you guys a notice saying, yeah. don't get into hey, vaccines. I think they pay you. You know what? After, you. Four, after a four-hour show with Super Soccer. How, how much did they pay you? Tell us. $3.5 million. <laughs> I so That's what you cost. All right, Listen to this. My buddy gets anxiety when he would fly on planes. So <laughs> his friend told him, here, take this brownie and eat it on the plane. And it'll calm you down. Or eat it an hour before you get on the plane. Yeah. So he, this idiot gets on the plane. He's like, oh, shit, I forgot to eat the brownie. So he eats half of it. The plane takes off. He's like, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. He eats the other half. He eats the other half, and then he eats another one. And then he's like, I well, felt... Well, if he ate the half and the other <laughs> half, two of them. He felt, he felt... Yeah, he ate two. So listen to this. He I'm fa- just doing the math here. Sorry, So bro. listen to this. He falls asleep. Did he borrow from the other guy? <laughs> listen to this, bro. Listen to this. He falls asleep. And he's, he's flying to Armenia, mind you this, through France. He's like, I fall asleep, I wake up. I basically, not wake up, but he's like, I realize where I am in Yerevan. He basically landed in France, took another plane, then flew to Armenia, wow. and then he got to Armenia, and then he came too. Yeah, here's the problem with those cookies. When they bake it, you have a cookie like this, let's say it's 100 milligrams. You can't control... How many milligrams? It's not distributed equally. Your liver, your liver digests it. Your well, yeah, that's that's another problem. But you have a cookie this big, you could eat this half that has seventy-five milligrams and this half that has the twenty-five milligrams. Or, yeah, or that. You can. It's not easy. And plus, yeah, the liver by the time it digests, you're like, oh, it hasn't done anything to me. Let me take some more. Yeah. Take another one. And whatever you, it do, takes time for it through to, the liver. It hits you stronger 100%, later on. Hundred yeah. percent, and it hits you hard. Like yeah. a freaking brick wall. So I, I had a question about the CBN. Yeah. Are Can you sure? <laughs> are you are you positive? You don't wanna you don't wanna do, how much did the vaccine companies pay you? Four point nine million dollars. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Hey guys, I'm gonna say I lost on yeah, this man. deal. Am man. I the only wise that didn't take <laughs> As long as I don't get shot, I'm okay Ray, if you guys made more than a million dollars. Ray, okay? Ray, as long okay. as, as, long as you don't say shit about Hillary, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say shit Epstein about Hillary. Epstein didn't kill himself. So uh with with regards to CBN, does the CBN is it uh, distributed on its own CBN, or it has to be a one to one ratio with CBD? No, it can CBN? be by, it can be isolated on its own. It can be mixed which with one, CBD. Which one? Because the ones I've seen is one to one ratio. So one the reason why we do the CBD and CBN together, two reasons actually. One is to create a little bit of a, a full spectrum effect, the entourage that we talked about. Two is because many people are taking CBD also and they want to try CBN 
and this allows them the opportunity to take both of them one Two shot. Two one. Together. I see. Okay. All right, vaccines. And then here we come. Three before we go to vaccines, <laughs> they paid me to. <laughs> I, wish. Everybody's been paid. I wish they paid me. You know, I was like, "Where's my check?" <laughs> Where's my damn check? Like Sako said, "Cut the check." Okay, you know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about vaccines. Uh, let's go. Oh, let's go back in time as far as with the vaccines. Yeah. So with, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, I'm not sitting here as any vaccine expert. Uh, I, I anybody that knows me on social media knows that I talk about vaccines all the time. <laughs> I have I actually have a secret uh, vaccines awareness Facebook group that's uh, 1000 members now and secret. we talk about you know it, it it has to be because a lot yeah. of parents are afraid of government to talk yeah. about their vaccine issues so we kept it secret to protect these pa- families uh, although you know nothing on Facebook is really secret but <laughs> <laughs> Mark, but, if you're but, watching. But, yeah, right? <laughs> but it's secret because their boss won't see it or their, you know, their husband or their sister or parents won't see it. I guess that's the secret of it. But, um, but you know, my, my, uh, the back story about my <laughs> vaccine involvement and why I feel like I can talk about it and, and, you know, thank you for giving me the opportunity to do is... It's open to the public. Well, listen to me. Uh, Emily was born. <laughs> Emily was born perfectly normal, normal pregnancy, no problems whatsoever. Everything, everything was beautiful until the day she got her first set of vaccinations, where her issues started. At what age? Five months old. Five months old. Almost five months old. Here that wasn't her first then. Didn't that, she have the one? No, that was the first. So when yeah. she was born, did well, she no, have maybe, vitamin K? Yeah, maybe they gave her all that stuff. No, the, the first set of cocktail vaccines, which wow. is the DTAP and MMR and all that stuff. So I believe, and I could be wrong about the order. I usually carry the vaccine card picture with me, but doesn't matter. The point is, when she get her D, got her DTAP, um, the cocktail shot as, as it exists today, she, her problem started. The second set right after that is when the major problem started. So let's talk about what happened and why I got so involved in vaccine awareness. So here we are. We had one set of cocktail vaccinations that caused the seizure, uh, ended up in the hospital, did all the workup. Everything came back normal. When you say immediate, like literally right next at day. the p- next the day first after set the was next day. Office. Yeah, next day. Um, the first set was next day. And, you know, at Children's Hospital... They will tell you, and it's true, that these are called febrile seizures, meaning it's caused by fevers that are caused by vaccines. And vaccines cause fevers, and sometimes high fevers can cause a little seizure. seizure Work up, everything came back normal. No problem. Came home. I didn't know what seizures is. I didn't know what epilepsy is. I didn't know anything about that. I was teaching at Optician College. But now came the second set of cocktail shots at, I believe, 15 months old, MMR, measles, mom, propella. I think she was 15. And um, you know, they told us that generally with the MMR, I, about a five days to a week later, the fevers start coming. That's how long it takes. Sure enough, five days later, she had a one hour and 20 minute seizure. It wasn't stopping no matter what the paramedics were doing. Ended up at the PICU. They had to put her into an induced coma and intubate her to stop the seizures and we were at PICU with my child in in coma for close to 15 days. 15 months old. Yeah. And at this time, by now, it was clear to me that there is some kind of a relation, right? Something's going on. 
And sure enough, they discounted the whole thing. You know, everything came back normal again. MRIs and, you know, spinal tap and everything, all the workup. But this time we came home and she started uh, showing regular, you know, signs of seizures and what we would call petite seizures. And she would have grand mal seizures that were what's called status that wouldn't stop, you know, 45 minutes. We had to administer rescue Valium and rescue medications to stop the seizures. So the problem started both times from vaccinations. Uh, obviously, at some point, very near to that time, we stopped vaccinating. And uh, for four, five, six years, uh, we dealt with thousands and thousands of seizures and countless amounts of medications trying to control them, which failed. And then uh, came, uh, you know, just... I believe when she was six, seven months old or six, seven years old, a, a massive regression because of all the seizures. You know, she was fully fluent in Armenian and English. She was eating by herself and dressing herself up and normal. I have, I have videos of her in my YouTube channel for people to see how normal she is, how she's speaking to me and playing with me and, you know, and boom, somebody pushed the mute button overnight. She went mute. So between the age of 15 months old and yeah. six, seven years old, she was normal, just having seizures. She was having seizures. Just seizures. Yeah. But her day-to-day -day functionalities were normal. Normal, yeah. She was eating, Cognitive, dressing yeah. herself. Was Cognitive was there, you know. I mean, she would have seizures vis visibly, you know. Some of the seizures were small, like rolling of the eyes and just sort of exiting for three, four seconds and coming back. Some of them were full-on fall down and going to convulsion. But every seizure in the initial time of her, the first uh, seizures that she ever experienced was always linked to vaccination schedule. And, you know, by the time we stopped the vaccination schedule, because we were scrutinized, even like, like today, it's worse today, but we were sort of pushed and bullied by our doctors to vaccinate. So at after the MMR, you still continue I still, to the doctors would still vaccinate. Yeah, we did, vaccinate. we did about three or four uh, vaccines, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what, at some point around maybe... I'm surprised you went that far. You know, it's if you hard. have children nowadays, yeah, you yeah, know how hard it is. You know, back then it wasn't as bad as today. But again, we shouldn't have. I didn't know. Uh, it, the same thing we were talking about earlier. You trust your doctor, right? Exactly. Um, but, yeah, the damage was done, unfortunately. So for me, what happened after that is what made me a vaccine awareness activist. And what happened after that was CBD. When CBD happened, I had the opportunity to meet thousands of other families who are dealing with children like Emily. And as a side bonus, sort of, I started realizing that everybody has the same fucking story, man. <laughs> they all had the same story. Everybody's problem started the day or day after or a week after vaccination. Most of them, not everyone. Wait, but let me ask you a question. Most of them. What, Emily's uh, diagnosis, is there any history as far as... None that? whatsoever. As far as... That, not, not in your family. I'm Genetics, talking about yeah. uh, overall... That specific they, type of... They don't even diagnose don't it, though. That's well, the problem. she got diagnosed at seven, eight years old with Dravet syndrome, which is a mutation. So here's, here's what it is. It's called Dravet syndrome. It's a sodium channel mutation. But 
it's considered a genetic, genetic uh, epilepsy. Well, there is no genetics as far as we can go back. There is no issues. The doctors are saying, well, she is probably starting this mutation. She will, you know, this is She's the carrier. Carrier. But nobody is saying, could it be possibly that something in the vaccines caused this mutation in the brain? Because mutation in the brain is basically a cellular problem. And, you know, this... You got to get it from mom this, or dad. Or, or some, something like a poison that you consumed caused some kind of a mutation in your brain. And, you know, we were trying to say maybe this mutation was because of you know, the, something in the vaccines. But no, absolutely, even up to today, nobody's going to agree with you on that. And I don't know if it, it is or not. <coughs> maybe that mutation would have stayed uh, benign forever and ever. If because it was activated by the yeah, vaccine. Because I always say to, to people that I consult with, if you go around, just spend one hour in the sidewalk in a busy street, gather... Uh, 100 people, 200 people, convince them to come and do a genetic mutation testing. You'll find a lot of mutations out there. I mean, people who have regular headaches or anxiety or some kind of an issue, allergies even, they have mutations. Nobody does genetic testing. Who does that? Unless you have something like what's going on with my daughter. So sure, maybe it could have been there. Maybe not. Maybe it was vaccine caused. But there is no denying that the thousands of people that I talk to and the thousand people who are in my vaccine group and many other groups, there's a good Armenian vaccine awareness group too on Facebook. You know, the people who got their children got affected, the symptoms started very soon or right after the vaccinations. So why can't you just, you know, at some point, some professional, some in, somebody say, hey, we got to look into this. So let's take it further than that. So we live in a time in our country here that one out of 50 children have autism right now. Two percent. All right. One out of 50 now, go back 10 years, 10 years ago, it was one in 1,000. So in 10 years, we went from one in 1,000 to one in 54 or something like that. But don't you think that's because of population as well? No. 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 Has the population grown by 50 times? No, but let me tell you what I think. So if you compare the vaccination schedule from what it used to be to now, to now it's six times more. Your, your child, by the time they're 18, are, are getting, and I have a link to share so people can reference what I'm saying, 60-something vaccines. I mean, these are all in cocktails, so you don't really get 60 shots or pokes. No, no they're mixed together. But they're, the your, your child, by the time 18, doing. gets massive amount of vaccinations much more than ever and they're adding it as every day so the rate of autism is 20 times more and if it continues at this rate by the time we're 2030 what are we going to do one in how many people are going to have autism one in 20. two one in one 20 in two mm-hmm. one in four five and, and 10 years after that yeah. so what's going to happen eventually we're going to have one in five people or one in two people have autism yeah. so here's the problem who's taking care of these kids who have autism be- when they yeah. become adults and the parents are not there, who's State. taking care of them now? Well, how? Tax. How are they taking care of them? Taxes are Forget the money. Uh, for, for, forget the financial. Quality of taking care of them. Who's taking care of them? Where? Yeah. Where are they taking care of adults who there's have no, autism? There's no facility. There is nowhere. There's no resources. There's no education. There's no training for adult, autistic. Yeah. Remember, they, they talk about the housing issue in Los Angeles as far as the homelessness. It's not a housing issue. It's a mental health issue. Right. So... You know, piggybacking on what Ray was saying, he's like, okay, if autism continues, 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 
it's going to basically lead to an even bigger mental it, health it issue. It is, because look, with the baby boomers, we, we, we're dealing with a senior population, right? Right now. And Yeah, and I'm in that industry. I deal with the senior baby. population. Now, unfortunately, recently I was even looking into the adult autistic population. Why? Because there's a need for it. Like you said, there's there there's no facilities. There's nowhere where these adult even you call them adults. They're twenty twenty five years old, but they're not really mentally adults. They have nowhere to go. If their and parents, the family doesn't have if the parents resources. don't have the resources or the capability to take of, take care of them, what do they do? Okay, let me ask, are your kids are your kids vaccinated? No. Are your kids vaccinated? Yes. My daughter's vaccinated. Yeah. But see. Again, Ray, I don't want to discourage anything that you're saying, and I don't want to bash anything that you're saying. But I mean, if my kid is vaccinated and she took, you know, she's taken the vaccines that the doctor has recommended, and you know, uh, she's fine. Yeah, you can look at it. That no, way. no, let me let me respond. Huh? Let me respond. Okay. No, that's what I that's what I want. That's okay, the so answer that I want to hear. So let me respond to you. And and again, to your viewers, I'm not here to tell you not to vaccinate your children. I understand the. The, the mindset that you have, I don't have that mindset. I don't think my newborn child needs vaccinations to live or not die or to be safe, you know. Uh, but And you haven't vaccinated but, your newborn? No, of course not. But I'll tell you. <laughs> kidding me. Come on. At this I mean, point, no, 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 no. Like vi- not even vitamin K when she was born? Listen, let me tell you. To vitamin answer, K is technically not a vaccine. Uh, well, no, no, there is there's links. Well, you can mix anything in but, there. But, but let's not, but let's not, let's not scare, let's not scare yeah. your listeners. I want to respond to you and your concern because this is valid. There is a fear in every parent to not vaccinate their child. One, because your doctors and the, you know, the culture and society has trained you that there is diseases like measles and polio Monks and these things and, yeah. that you need to be careful of. Uh, two, because nowadays in California, if you don't vaccinate your child, your pediatrician is going to fire you or your school is not going to accept your child. So I have answers to all of those, by the way. But let me answer you from my perspective. Uh, I just shared a link in the comments, and because I shared it even before you asked me that question, because I anticipated this question coming. So, if vaccines are so safe, and you willingly, with blind eyes, as a father, took your little fragile child and trusted your pediatrician and said, inject them, mm-hmm. right? Two things happened. 15 minutes ago, we looked at side effects of prednisone. And we said, you got to be fucking out of your mind to take it. Mm-hmm. Did you look at the side effects of vaccines or the ingredients of vaccines or all the vaccines your child is getting before you went to Absolutely the doctor? Nobody okay. ever has. Nobody so no that's, that's rule that's number one that you, you completely screwed up on as a father. Because I guarantee you, you you're welcome. Because I guarantee you, if any parent, any mom or dad, who's educated enough to understand the vaccine insert and ingredients, reads that, you're, you're absolutely going to be hesitant not to not vaccinate, but to question it, but let me to ask research you, it. Hold let on me for ask a you second. this. Can you even, does the nurse that's administering that vaccine, the vitamin K, do they even have, they have do they have they the have ingredients? The va- yeah, they have to legally have it and give it to do you. Do they have the labels? You there? can demand Everything. it for sure. You have to demand it. Even if they don't, 
You can get it from the vaccine website or But CDC wait, website. Forget about the website. I want to know if the hospital. Well, if they got the, they have if it? they got the vaccine, it comes with the insert. Because they just bring a syringe. But syringe, you, as a it. parent, can demand it, saying, "I want to read the ingredients." Okay, yeah. they will look at you funny, and they'll make you feel guilty, like you don't they, care about the well-being you like of your child. But let's take it further than that. So we that. didn't look at the vaccine insert or the ingredients, no. right? So that's a big-ass fuck-up because when you do, you'll find some things in there that will be extremely concerning. But forget that because who does that, right? It's like reading the fine print in a freaking contract. Nobody reads the fine print. Forget it. Look at the link I shared. This is a government website that compensates vaccination injuries. That means the government has a vaccine court or a system By the way, it's taxpayer-funded mm-hmm. that compensates vaccine injury if it happens, like my daughter's, for instance. Well, this is their government website, so it's not just an article. It's not a, it's a you know, it's not it's nobody. It's it's not an individual. It's the government-published website, and I want you to read the part uh, where it says right um, last one before the last paragraph. It says since 1968. Over 21,585 petitions have been filed with the Vaccine Injury Court. Over that 30-year time period, 18,533 petitions have been uh, adjudicated, meaning Correct. settled, Ooh, with 7,090 of those determined to be compensable, while 11,400 were dismissed. Now, this is the sentence. The total, total compensation paid by, by Vaccine Injury Court over the life of the program is now approximately $4.2 billion. So stop for a second, everybody. Your vaccines are so safe that your government paid $4.2 billion in compensation because they injured a child or somebody that got vaccinated. So That's I, the government, that's not the, government. the pharmaceutical that's, company. That's, that's coming out of our tax dollars. That's tax dollar money, yeah. So, so here's me, right? Here's me with a child who did get affected, who did get injured, To my knowledge, my doctors still don't agree with me, but I look at this, and I looked at this when I, was, uh, when I woke up, let's call it. I look at this, and then I have to say to you, if one out of one million child that gets vaccinated can get injured like my daughter, what if that was your child? Would you still think the same way about vaccines as you do right now? Because obviously $4.2 billion were paid off, Would you? One in one million, because that's what they're saying. The American government, CDC, is saying that one in one million children have a chance to get injured by vaccines. What if that was your child? Because you know what? Guess what? It was my child. Well, that, that's why I'm here talking that, about the vaccine. That number doesn't make sense. One in one million means that's what? That's what they're saying right, right? here. Well, how many people do we have in the U.S.? 350 million? So that means we only have 350 people with yeah. autism? He knows over a thousand. Well, they're not, saying, they're not saying autism is caused by vaccines. Okay, but if you're saying one out of one million, then that means out of 350 million, this is assuming they were born here and vaccinated here, or even, let's say, migrated here and vaccinated. That's only 350 people. That's a lot more than that. Uh, on, on another page that we shared, you're not going to see the comments there, but uh, Tatya is basically saying she has a child who's fully vaccinated, um, and... No she's, to- she's totally fine. Yeah. She's basically saying yeah. break down your vaccines. Don't no, you can't. No. That doesn't exist doesn't in America exist. anymore. It doesn't Tatya, it doesn't exist. You, you know what I say? Let me tell you what I say. 
Those days are gone. Let me tell you what I say. I've been involved in the healthcare industry since 1996. Long time. 24 years. Okay? My question to you. No, continue. Go, go. Tell us. Well, you got the whole thing. Well, sorry. I'm showing Ray something so he could read it as well. You've got your whole... Jesus, keep going. Pull down your pants and tell me keep going. You can't see it there. That's why. I lost my feet. No, 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 no. It's a different feet. It's, a di- it's shared on different pages. Go, bro. Just Ray's keep... on American Idol. Right? I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's the damn Armenian whiskey no. you gave me, man. He's got Simon Cal voting him out. No, it's a, it's a different, uh, there's I have a different feet. On you can't see it there. That's okay, why. so <laughs> let me tell you my feet. This is my approach <laughs> to life. Listen, guys. I'm a wise nut. Maybe some of you might not consider me as very wise, but at the end of the day, I'm a wise nut. Here's the question I ask parents. And I asked this doctor, my son was born less than four weeks ago. He goes, you want a vitamin, uh, not vitamin, what's the, hepatitis B. Yeah. I go, and I asked the same question with my first first son, who was born 19 months ago. I go, how does one uh, get hepatitis B? Well, it's uh, through sexual, sexual intercourse. I said, well, as far as I know, my son's not fucking a prostitute for at least hopefully 16 years. And he okay, looked at me. 14, but don't say 16. Okay, 14 years. He looked at me like, and then I said, do you have any studies on it? He goes, no, no, no. parent is willing to put their infant in a study, no. clinical study. I said, ah, okay. So end of conversation. But now, this is the question I ask. If... God forbid, my kids were to have measles, mumps, chicken yeah. pox, all these other fucking bullshit things they scare you with. Yeah. Do I have a solution for it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I have a solution for it right now. Yes. I'll recommend you to the doctor that will fix that shit up. And well, I mean, listen, in, in, in countries like where we come from, right? When I was born in Iran, lived there yeah. until 15 years. People would get measles. I'm not saying it's fun. I'm not saying there's it's no not risk. Fun. I'm not saying there's no risk of your, you know, losing your life or like life injury. Sure, but as we just said, there's a Look, proven risk of injury with vaccines. You can't but compare people, our countries. People in our countries, you can. <laughs> our country, our countries, countries lost their right, lives for a wisdom tooth. Sure. <laughs> That's but but at the same Tell them how they removed but the at the same tooth. time over there kids would get measles and they would be okay they would stay home for two weeks <laughs> take some medication and go on with their lives yeah. in fact there's We're a lot of studies and, and honestly if people want to really dive into this on their own to research I yeah. definitely suggest watching the documentary Vaxed Part One Part Two, part two yeah. there is a good amount of studies that show how important your immune system is to have some of these viruses for the it rest of your you life. It helps you yeah. I mean, these are scientific studies that exist. But point is, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Most of the time I'm not. Uh, <laughs> in vaccines, I'm not. In vaccines, I'm a realist because well, it happened to my child and then came thousand other families that I met who had the same exact freaking story. So let's take the conspiracy out of it. For everybody who's asking questions or are afraid or they're, they're afraid of even talking about it to their doctors because nowadays you know, there's so much corporate and political push to the doctors to fire their, their parents and families if they don't want to vaccinate. Uh, you know, I get regularly emails and calls because I'm on boards and I'm on members of some vaccination groups 
that people say, hey, my, my pediatrician doesn't want to see my child anymore because I, I don't, I don't want to vaccinate. Oh, fuck well, your fuck pediatrician. them. Go to a pediatrician that, doesn't, that, that is more but, awake. But, right? And there's a lot of them. Listen, there's a group that I'm a part of that's called Physicians for Informed Consent. This is a yeah. California-based group part that's a that good amount of, good amount that, of yeah. doctors, pediatricians, California and other states based. They're, they have an attorney. Pro bono ta- helps parents. No charge. This, there is a good amount of medical community that don't vaccinate their children because they do their research. These are medical professionals. Right. So wake up, people. Do your research. Do one thing. Do one thing. Just take my child's life and uh, challenges and everything that she went through for you. And you're still going through. And, and, and take that to do one thing. Do your freaking research. Read the freaking vaccine insert at least. At R- least. Right. Here's what I say, with all due respect, fuck the research, because the research is still paid for by the pharmaceuticals. Here's what I say. Listen, if you give me this, if it's going to cause this, is there a cure for this? Is there a cure for autism? Yes, there is, sir. More. more no, 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 hold on. No. Is there a cure for autism? No. No. So I don't want this. If I'm going to have the measles or mumps or all this other bullshit if I don't get vaccinated, whooping cough, Anything else that they're scaring you off with? Is there a cure for it? Yes. But then that's, I'll, I'll take that all day long. Yes, but, but there, that's, that parents would understand when there is a proof that autism is caused by vaccines by the government. Obviously, we know it is. If you watch the documentaries, I'm telling you, you'll know it is. Here's the thing, though. Now we are in the state of California in 2020 where Senator Pan passed SB 276, where it's mandatory to vaccinate your children. You don't have a choice. There is no religious exemption. There is no medical exemptions for the most part. You have to vaccinate your children unless, uh, if you want to put them in school. Otherwise, so they what can't. are you guys going to do when your kids... So, so That's currently, the reason I had to vaccinate. So, so currently, there are just a handful of doctors who have such a webos that they're still giving exemption letters. Because, it because a lot of those doctors have either lost their medical licenses, or they're dead. But there are some doctors that do, and the state of California in their verbiage says that your exemptions have to be uh, reviewed by the health uh, affairs, and if they do agree, then it can be grandfathered in. <laughs> so <laughs> so at least try, at least try. If you don't know what doctor to go to to get an exemption letter, contact me, join my Facebook group, go and join the Physicians for Informed Consent, they will help you. There are still some resources. Now, the last resort is currently homeschooling. Yes. This Armenian vaccine group that I'm talking about is excellent. They're trying to get together to create a joint effort in homeschooling to help the Armenian community who don't want to vaccinate. I mean, there's so many resources. The point of it is parents need to at this point, with 1 in 54 people having autism, and 1, by the way, and I didn't even say this, 1 in 26 people in America have epilepsy. With this rate that has multiplied in such a drastic way in just a decade, you as a parent have a responsibility to do your due diligence and research. Just like whatever you give your child to eat, if it's got GMOs in there, if it's got, you know... Uh, artificial shit in there, you're aware of that? Well, read the freaking vaccine insert. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will think twice about it. Read it. I hate to compare, make this comparison, but I'll make it anyways. 
I've worked with hundreds of oncologists, and I've asked them, will you take chemotherapy yourself? No. I wouldn't. Then why the fuck do you give it to everybody that comes to your office? Because they make money. Yeah, it pays their mortgage and their Bentley and whatever the hell they drive. It pays for the employees. Of, listen, they're building new and new oncology centers and cancer centers. There's one going up every yeah. city, buddy. And if they let all this come out and we cure cancer and every, but no it's, one gets But it's epilepsy. coming out more than ever before. But what's going to happen, Ray? You think these people are going to give up their billions of no. dollars? So what's going to happen? Listen, what, what's going to happen is what's happening right now. Right now in California, let California be the worst model of humanity. Right now what's happening is they have lobbied politicians. So a politician decides what your medical decisions or your child's medical decision, decision should be. And so talk about rights, right? What is going to happen is desperate measures. And the desperate measures are what's happening in California right now where they took all the exemptions away. Your politicians have a say in you know, your, your child's medical treatment and medical plans. And if you don't, then you're a criminal. It's a criminal offense if yeah. you don't. And so more and more of that is going to happen in all the states. And you know, I know firsthand good families, friends of ours who moved from California already to other states that they can go to school when without... When you say criminal offense, what is it going to do to... Pa- what, well, what, what, it's what child endangerment. It's, it's child... Yeah, it's neglect of medical care is what it is. And so you deal with child protective uh, services and all that stuff. Yeah. It's and happening, Trust me, friend. they're not, they're not the type of guy Look, people you bro, want to deal with, bro. I've they're dealt with CPS that. and I've APS. Dealt with CPS too. Fucking morons. They don't know what the hell no, they're doing. Uh, uh, listen, buddy. It's happening. It's going to happen more and more. And, uh, and unless... Enough brave families come together to fight this. Nothing's going to change. Believe me, there is a massive fight going on with some great parents right now. I am a part of it. Ray, I had a patient a week ago. Literally, there's fucking bed bugs and cockroaches in the patient's diapers and oxygen tank and all over her everything. We call APS. What does Adult Protective Services do? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I'm like, listen, the, 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 the family's not doing anything about it. The landlord's not doing anything about it. I can't place this person into a facility because we tried to place the patient into a nursing home. She went there. Then the facility kicked her out because they had to shave her head. She had lice. She had bed bugs coming out of, like I said, her diapers and everywhere else. Terrible. And you know what the APS is? Nothing. So if you tell me the CPS, Child Protective Services, or APS does anything, I, I honestly could give it, you know. Well, at the same time, uh, I can they tell you they that... They don't do shit about At anything. the same time, I can tell you that I've, I've assisted and tried to help families who lost their children to CPS because of cannabis, for instance, not vaccines. But it's the same thing. You know, the, the worst thing is... I've had CPS come and knock on my door at 10 p.m. with two LAPD officers because of uh, neglect of care. And and, uh, it was because Emily has seizures. And you're not giving her the And I don't take her to the ER. Well, she has had 27,000 seizures in her life. I'm going to go to the ER 27,000 times. What the fuck? Why don't they just give you a room over there with the cop and everything? Exactly. Presidential suite. (laughs) And some school nurse called the CPS and... uh, they keep yeah. knocking on your door. Yeah, at 10 p.m., LAPD and all that stuff. And 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's not something that parents, especially if they're dealing with kids like ours, have to or need to deal with. I mean, it's so. Uh, uh, yeah, my wife went through massive depression during this time of CPS, and by the time the case got dropped, you know, the whole idea and thought of losing your child to the service, especially if your child is having seizures. I mean, what are they going to do when my child is having seizures well, in their... They can't even wash their own kids. They're they, they going to give her a whole bunch of sedatives and put her, knock her See, out. What I'm curious about but, is... But, but, uh, sorry to cut you, but now think about you didn't vaccinate and your pediatrician's office called the CPS. It's, it's happening today, people. Yeah. It's happening right now. So if you're with a pediatrician that's bullying you, then... Yeah, people call me like this. Literally yesterday, this uh, parent Armenian that called and was desperate and said, "I'm scared to tell my pediatrician no. They want to vaccinate." And I told them no, and they said, "You know, they fought me. They were bullying me." And I'm like, did did somebody put a gun on your head and said, "Go to that office"? Like yeah. seriously, leave. <laughs> what I'm curious about is, Walk okay, away, let's say huh? you do vaccinate your child and your your child gets sick. Can you sue your pediatrician no. for a nope. medical? Why not? Because the government does not allow that. First of all, news you to you. You can't even sue the government. News con- to you. Con- the company law in California. It. It's in law in the United States. You cannot sue the vaccination industry. It's against yeah. the law. They are exempt. Even the makers. Okay. The, company the fact that, that they're Why? exempt Why? should, should you make ask you think twice. That in itself is the, the answer The fact right that there. anything that, is exempt. That in itself is I'm the not answer. suing the vaccination. I'm, I'm suing my pediatrician. Forget you about it. The fact that it's medical malpractice, you isn't can. it? Is You're, it not? Nope. How You're, is it not? They get because the they are mixed, covered. They're ready to go. Let's bro. say you tell them, no, I don't want my child vaccine, but they you, insist and they bully it. you like Doesn't they said. Don't do it. It's still your Doesn't choice. They can't Listen, you. when you call a pediatrician, you know what your first question should be? Do you have a va- mandated vaccination policy? Yeah. No, I don't. Do you, are you contracted with so-and-so insurance? That's it. Two, two questions. Two questions. Just the first question. Do you mandate vaccinations yeah, if I don't want to do it, if I want to delay it? I had time? to. Yeah. I, I removed my oldest son because the clinic that we were at had an 18-month policy of MMRs. And I said, look, I love you. You're a great pediatrician, but I don't abide by your policy. If it means I'm going to remove my child from your clinic, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I did. And, and Ray knows it, about it. It's as it. simple as this to your doctor saying, listen, I know you are... A medical professional, you've been trained, and to your opinion, vaccines are safe, and I'm not disputing anything you're saying. I respect your educational answer. So it's like respectfully communicating, right? But you're just saying, I just want to know as a parent, do I have the time and the right to, to do my own research and vaccinate when I'm ready? No, you and, don't. And if they say no, <laughs> no you, you don't. don't. No. My, my doctor is like that. Well, good our, for our, you. Our doctor, 90, 90% of the doctors are going to say no. You don't have that. So why you go back to that doctor? Exactly. So did your no no my did your pediatrician, pediatrician gave you time to get the MMRs? Yeah, she said you don't have to take it. My daughter's too. She hasn't taken her MMR. Okay, so then there is no mandated vaccine policy. Yeah, um, you're right. Absolutely. Right. But see, I've been vaccinated. He's been vaccinated. You've been vaccinated. It's different. What's the difference? Here, I'm gonna I'm the gonna post I'm gonna post the difference in the comments. Are you, so you're basically <laughs> telling me it's the mixture of the No, it's a lot more. Share it. Share it. Share it in the bathroom. <laughs> it's a lot more than what it used to be. The vaccine, How many more is it? Oh, mm-hmm. enormous amount. How many more? Seventy nine. Something s- like. You went from 16 30. to 67 right now. Yeah, it would and be, that's a fact. Wait, that's a you fact. had posted that. Where is I'm going to post it in the comments in a little bit. 
Anybody want water? How many? Okay, let me let's let's Google this really quick. Hey, you want some water? How no, many I'm vaccines? Good. How many va- how, vaccines is there by what? By what age? What, what do you want me to Google? CDC Tell vaccine me. schedule. Just write that. What is it? CDC vaccine schedule. Here I got it. I'm gonna post it. And you're gonna have to manually sit down and count it. But this is all it is. Look, all of that. Is this what you, this is what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So okay, yeah, at birth you have what is this? First dose of hepatitis B. That's the that's the, that's the one Armand was talking yeah, about. Yeah, every every child gets it on the day they're born, and it's a sexually transmitted disease or drug related disease, like if you're injecting yourself. So just just that itself doesn't make sense right there. But so no, what I'm curious about is the one where it's like you're saying it's a cocktail. Where's the cocktail one? It, so about? so cocktail shots are five months. MMR, that's measles, mumps, rubella. So that's three live viruses that's gone. By the way. Why is, is it? This is the one you're talking about right here? Yeah. Measles, mumps, rubella? Yeah. So why is that cocktail shot? Why did they combine it? So this was a company that came and patented this whole MMR because it used to be measles separately, mumps separately, mm-hmm. rubella. But then this company came in as a whole different company, vaccine company, and combined the, all of it, FDA bullshit research as they call it. But the reason behind it was instead of going to your pediatrician three visits, mm-hmm. your insurance company paying three different times they combine it so you, that they can pay your co- doctor one, one time. time and then DTAP and then so on so, so forth but here's the so, thing you don't know exactly what's in there right the manufacturer is the only person not even the doctor administering that no even really knows listen what's in the even liquid. the information that's available to consumers to look at is terrifying terrifying you read one MMR or DTAP insert you read it and you'll never... And just raise the questions that are going to come up. It's too crazy. Okay? Nobody does. So there's a whole ton of vaccines now. When we were kids, we just got a simple set of chicken pox, measles separately, rubella, polio separately. That's it. We got like 10, 15 shots. You think this is scary? CDC has another 17, 18 vaccines on the pipeline coming out. And then... The scarier than that is CDC, about a couple of years ago, said their research shows that vaccines fade off, so adults need booster shots. So now there's an adult <laughs> vaccine push coming, and it's, 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 being, it's being done in California. Because enough adults gonna, don't have cancer. They're going to push you into it, right? And, and, and I'm going to show it to you because everything I'm telling you is not just conspiracy Coming, coming to theaters near you, basically. Listen, adult vaccines in California... Adult, adult vaccination mandates in California are coming. And, and Senator Pan, who mandated vaccines for children, is behind this one too. And he wrote in his uh, House resolution that he introduced that adults that do not follow the adult vaccination schedule will not be able to renew their driver licenses. Do you understand what's coming? That means you as an adult are going to be forced to go and get the MMR and poll DTA. Is this like communism in a sense? Thank you. You know so what I'm, you, look, you know what, you know what this is going to force? And never mind. I, I hate to say this. No, I hate to say this uh, in a public, you know, radio that millions of people are listening to, but they it, are. What it's going to force to, there's, there's, <clears throat> There's there's ways around it, and more and more people are going to find ways around it. And all it's doing is it, it's like the other day somebody there's a community with pro vaccines. She posted something about all the anti vaxxers. I challenge you to go to Wuhan, China, and uh, 
you know. That was survived. Fun. Yeah, survive in Wuhan, China. And you know, I responded to her. I said, why don't you pro-vacciners go there and challenge yourselves and show that you're not going to get the coronavirus, whatever the fuck it's called. You're vaccinated. Go there. Her response to me was, well, we're cautious. That's why we get vaccinated. I said, no, you ain't fucking cautious. You're careless because you get your kids vaccinated. You're cautious for yourself, but you're not cautious for your kids. You just get them vaccinated. And I said, tune in Monday night and you'll find out more this about it. Yeah, it's us. Are they watching us now? I don't give a fuck if they're watching yeah, they, us. Yeah, of course they'll watch us. See, what I'm curious about is, Ray, let me ask you this. Would you vaccinate if they were separated, not cocktails? So some part of our, my, my research that I initially did after I found out about Emily's possible link to the vaccination was that separation. And for a while it happened. A lot of parents went to their doctors and said, I want you to give the measles separately, and then I want to come back in four moms, months and do the moms, and then I want to come back and do all of it, right? And there are parents that say, yes, that works, and it, it lessens the chance. Well, unfortunately, CDC completely took that off the uh, you know, radar. But see, hold on. I can't I'm, do that. See, if I could do it, would I vaccinate? Absolutely not. But wait, 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 wait. They said... The parents said that when you separate it, it, it lessens the chances. How, how do you know it lessens the chances? Well, they're going wa- with what uh, they find online in terms of... Uh, you can't argue project. that. That's it. But, you, no but th- you can't argue that. There's no way you could argue that. You can't say that if you separate it, it lessens the chances. How do yeah. you know? How do you know if Nobody you Nobody knows. Exactly. So what they said is not a fact. It's no. It wasn't a fact, but it was costing the medical community a lot of money, the insurance community. Everybody was going to their doctor and saying, I want to come back for 10 visits instead of one visit. Okay. And the insurance company said, fuck this. You know, we're not going to pay 10 visits to just get a vaccination. Just combine them. And then they forced CDC to take that off the schedule. Now you cannot separate them. It's all about money. It's mm-hmm. all about lobbying and money. Uh, at the end of the day, though, going back to what you're saying, mm-hmm. Vaccine ingredients are vaccine ingredients, regardless of if you're giving three of them at the same time or one at a time. I get it. It's, and and you, you guys don't know the ingredients. Mercury. Go and look at it. It's the least of it, right? Because sup- supposedly, they took the, supposedly they took the mercury <laughs> down. Supposedly. It, it's called timorosol, by the way. Uh, but it's, it's not, that's not the worst of it. I mean, some of these things that's in there, it's insane. Name a couple. So human cells, embryo. Pig cells, chicken yeah. cells. Embryo, you yes. say? Like, yes, embryonic From cells. Trust me, go read it. I'm not making this up. Go read the vaccine. From and, and these are on the actual yes. label where you ask, ask the doctor when they this provide it. It, it is, but it's got its what, own unique what, name. You have to research when it. He says embryo, when he says embryo, he's referring to aborted embryos. Yeah, aborted. That's yeah. what I was going to ask you. What source of embryo are aborted, we talking about? Aborted, yeah. That's why anti-abortists are so against vaccines. There's only me and you. That's where... You, Oh, it's delayed. It's delayed. That's what they're utilizing for. uh, (laughs) I need a drink after this. Oh, gosh. No, I'm serious. You know, we're we're laughing about it. Make sure you get vaccinated when you get your drink, too. For for me, it's kind of like, is is there a different solution to this? That you're, you know, that everybody's so concerned about it. I mean, is it becoming as big of an epidemic as, you know, everybody's talking about? There is no epidemic of measles. There is no epidemic of any diseases. Okay. It's, you know, forget the vaccine industry. Just look at politics and look at the last God knows how many hundreds of years and how 
mainstream media and politics have worked to manipulate the general public's mindset. I mean, look at what's happening now with politics, with Trump and everything that's look, going on, right? What about that local politician? You said that he signed for the kids to get back. Of course. Like now, he, that same politician. Can't we just go back ooh, and fat? see? Yeah, yeah. fat. Oh, he's Pan. on the board. He's not, he's not a... Just he's untouchable. Yeah. I understand, but can't we trace and see who backs his campaign? No, you can't. No way. It's not. And it's, I guarantee so his campaigns are it's from pharmaceuticals. It's obviously backed so up. So it's basically getting to the point where there's. You were talking about adult vaccines right. in order for you to get a driver's license. Yes. I, I, I'm. So I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just. I feel. I, but, I, but I find it hard to believe. Are you kidding me? Okay, I showed you it's coming. one glimpse of it. No, I don't think so. Well, I showed you. I, I honestly don't but think But what I showed you was a house resolution. It's a written resolution. What you feel right now was the same way we all felt about the HR 267 or 276, the mandatory vaccines in mm-hmm. California. We all thought the same thing. No way. Are you kidding me? They can't do away with medical exemptions or religious exemptions. Well, they fucking did. So you're telling me that adults will basically go in and vote yes on a vaccine in because, order to get a driver's license? Because their... their uh, the way it's presented no, is... No, they're, they're, the weight that they're putting on is valid to the general public. They're saying we have a measles epidemic because measles fades away. If you got your measles shots at two years old, <laughs> by the time you're 40, <laughs> it's gone. That's why we might have a measles outbreak, people. So 30, 40-year-olds, go back and get your booster shots now. And, and God knows what's in the booster shots. It's probably not the same shit that's in the baby uh, I'm shots. I'm sure they didn't use the embryo this time. No, they no, no. Something they so for, so something for 2,000 years... Something no, hold on. For yeah. 2,000 years, and I forget the 2,000 years, let's say modern history, mm-hmm. nobody got a booster shot. Have we had a fucking polio epidemic? No. So I mean, this only ago. happens in this country, by the way. Nobody's talking about measles or polio but in again, many countries. No, but, uh, but again, nothing is forced. Uh, you is know forced. how it's forced? It's I don't know. Forced. How is it forced? Listen, I'll tell you what. When I know you don't believe in all these UFOs and all this stuff, but in 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. when, for example, chips become mandated, right? We have to have a chip, let's say, in our wrist or whatever. Back of your neck, bro. Wherever it is. They're not going to say you have to have a chip. You know what they're going to say? Do you want to have a bank account? Yes. Then you, you have, have to have, have a, chip a chip. Because you can't enter the bank without it. Without a... You I mean, can't... So you're not going to say, well, yeah, I'm just going to do cash business. How are you going to do cash business? Now you're going to get and, a chip. And, and we're thinking this is just out well, of... You know how the content. iPhone came in and we all went and paid our own $1,000 at a time? And you're going to ask to be chipped. And, and what are you doing now? You put your it. face there like, yeah. it's me. You're going to yeah. come to a point where you're like going to want to be Like a retard. Every, it's me. Now, all, I have to ask, <laughs> all I have to ask brothers like you, my, my brother, my friend, uh-huh. all I have to ask is just try, mm-hmm. at least put some effort into looking into it. No, 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 I will. No, no. I absolutely will. I absolutely he, will. He, he still thinks UFOs don't exist. Well, I mean, I don't care about UFOs. I don't know if... Are anything. you kidding? That's a different topic, okay? How many glasses did we have to drink? Uh, you guys had three? <laughs> what? No, Four? but seriously, man. UFOs Listen. are more common than autism. Are you kidding me? <laughs> where do you, no, where I do you see all these UFOs, bro? Listen, after, look after in, his third drink. Look into it. Everything. Look into it. Do some research. And I know, I know people are scared. You know, listen. Here's the thing. People like are I, afraid. My own grand, my own, my own, like, parents, like, my kids' grandparents on a regular basis say stuff like, your two-year-old gets the cold too frequently because you guys don't vaccinate them. But 
No, no, no. Vaccines no, have no, nothing no, to do with the cold, see, right? See, like the flu, but, 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 but the what flu if, virus, but that's bullshit. Like, listen, Why? Vera, because how could, you ha- how could you have a vaccine for something that you don't know? You don't know but what the virus gonna is going to be. be. How many million people get that flu vaccine? Because they're oh, They all get sick. No, no, but how many get it, though? Lo- many of them. And what is the flu la- vaccine based on? Last year's flu. No, it's based on what happens in Australia. No, it's based on, of, it's, from what I understood, no, it's, it's, it's last, last year. year. It's what happens in Australia, and then they think the wind is going to bring it here. So they're like, fuck, whatever happened, if they had this, then we're going to make the flu vaccine. Do you have that. any friends that have vaccinated your, their kids? A lot. And how are their kids? Well, I have, I have to say probably 99% of them are good. You can't see, like, that, that, that's, see, that's what I don't understand. But, not, but, but I am the 1% sitting next bro, to you. It's not, it's not one size fits all, 4.2 billion not, dollars just, just listen, in government payouts. Upper, hold on for a second. Can I say something? Go ahead. You're the, you're the, you're the guest. No, you but, say but whatever it's, you a, want. it's a question that demands an answer. Go ahead. But honest answer. Go ahead. From deep inside your heart, uh-huh. and as much as you love your children, uh-huh. I love my children too. Uh-huh. I get it. But here's the question. Go ahead. Does my child's life matter? Every child's blood. No, but matters. but does hers matter? Absolutely. She was that one percent that got impacted. That's it. What am I supposed to do? What was I supposed it's to? Not do? by choice. This I didn't know. Look, and you can argue that there was a one percent that was impacted by Tylenol or Advil or anything. It's just look at it this way. Ray, but, Ray but, would not know all this if he didn't have to go through look, it himself. Look, look, look. No, see, no. My me, curiosity it, is this: is 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 it proven that it was from the vaccine? Listen, who's going to prove it? It's a multi-billion-dollar industry. No, I understand. The minute Ray. they come and say there could be a correlation between autism and vaccines, vaccine industry is dead. That's it. One in fifty-four children will sue the fuck out of them. Bro, four point two billion dollars is telling on Can themselves. I, look, tells on Tylenol. Themselves. You know, Tylenol changed their packaging. Um, ingredients few years ago i know i don't know Not few because years, of the only four or five years ago. because the hydrocodone causes liver damage hydrocodine codeine causes liver damage mm-hmm. okay correct so also kidney failure that's why we don't take Tylenol at home okay so here's my thing to you why don't you take Tylenol at home uh we take advil instead has any doctor ever forced you to take Tylenol absolutely not you see that's the difference but doctors force you to take vaccines. They don't force you to take Tylenol. Even though Tylenol, you have a choice Again, between Tylenol, Motrin, Advil, Aleve, all that Aleve, stuff, of all these other, every other bullshit. You don't have a choice between vaccines. And you, you don't know what's in there. That's the problem. You, you really see, don't. that's the problem. Why force it? Fuck. Okay, you're protected. Great. You want to have your kids. You want to have 20 million kids. Mm-hmm. They want to get vaccinated voluntarily. Great. Why are you concerned about the 5% that don't want to get vaccinated? No, what I'm How are we going to affect your kids? Listen to me. Understand me correctly. I'm not saying that... I'm not saying it is, and I'm not saying it isn't connected to each other. What I'm saying is, let's say, okay, the vaccine, you get it at... Instead of the age 15 months, you get it at 5 years old. You get it at 6 years old. You get it at 8 years old. It's you less get it at likely 20 to damage, yes, because so, they've already see, developed mentally. So that's what it is. Because yes. their immune system is more developed. Yeah. So, okay. But, but so that's would a you, guess. Would we you, don't know. Uh, I see, that's the thing. That's, but why get it, period? If I don't want to get that's, it. See, you said it's a guess though, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're saying it's a guess that it, it'll, if, it might affect them at the age of 18, 19, 20. How do we... Again, I'm not trying to bash you in any way or say anything about you know your daughter or anything, but how do we know it's not a guess that that vaccine affected 
the child at when they got that vaccine at the age of you have absolutely no idea see that's what i mean you guys yeah, but there isn't a, there isn't a fact or there isn't anything proven as far as medically linking any of this so, together okay can but i ask you something who's going to do the research to Arno, prove that can i ask you something who's gonna, hold Go on who's going to do the research to prove that so, so so let's talk about that for a second. So hold on, you're telling no, me that there, there are no other doctors out there no in way. this world that, that you are... You cannot. You cannot so fuck that, with the vaccine industry. You know okay? what the problem with life is? Good. You cannot live two lives simultaneously. Meaning, somebody's diagnosed with a certain disease. Let's, again, I hate to bring it up, but cancer. One gets chemotherapy, this relatively well, let's say, which technically is less than 3%. Yes. And the other one does it and completely kills them, yep. right? Let's look at the research. Why are we still advocating for everybody chemotherapy for everybody? So Why? It, it comes back to the basic fact and concept. There is no cure for it. But it comes back to the that's basic... The only, that's the only resolution that's for it. That's not a resolution, re- though. 97% failure rate is not a resolution. Here's the thing. Radiation, chemotherapy, it basically kills the human body. You're absolutely right. It kills the cancer and it kills the human body it at the same time. It doesn't kill the cancer. It kills everything. Why it's up there? It here's, kills everything. But here's the fact. But it's that it's, a, it's a matter. It's what what how I look at it is. Okay, you go through chemotherapy, you go through radiation. It destroys the human body. Absolutely right. It destroys the human body. Okay. But is a, is your body strong enough? To recover back no, from it. No. Well, there are bodies that have recovered from it, and there are bodies that can't. You know like what? an 80 year old person, if you, let it's me finish. Not the let age. Me finish. It's the stage of the cancer. Absolutely. It's the stage of the cancer. It could be the age as well. The age not doesn't matter as much as the stage of let the cancer. Let me tell you. Okay, listen. If somebody if somebody is at stage four of, of colon cancer and right. they start radiation, they start chemotherapy. The likely, what does stage four mean, though? It's basically what. It's what you, does it mean? It's it's, it's, terminal, it's, it's what do you mean? What does it mean? No, tell me. Stage four is often it's going to start spreading to different it's, areas it's of the body. Not that it's going to start spreading. No, it's, it's already metastasized. Yeah, Basically. Okay, so metastasized means it's spread to bones or liver or kidney or lungs or heart, whatever. I've even had patients with heart cancer, which is very rare. Yes. So how do you determine, well, uh, it's stage four, but yet every fucking oncologist says, the, the, do chemotherapy it's going to help you, your longevity how is it going to help oh, your longevity again you can but that but that's the every oncologist yes every oncologist every one of them every one of them where do you think they get their money from For, again of course we know it's money but why why can't you tell a 90 year old listen you have stage 3 you have stage 4 go live your life if God's given you 6 months 10 months 2 years Enjoy it. Live with dignity. Don't come to my office four times a week for IV, you know, chemotherapy. I and understand, then, buddy. But that person is going to die and this doctor wants to fill up their own pockets. You think they give a shit? But again, there are doctors out there that won't do that. Really? Good Have you luck, met bro. any? Yes, one. <laughs> There's more than one. Many good because, doctors. You know, because, no, you know are, why one? Because, hold on. Hold on. There. You there know why one? Because one of, one of our family members went through it and he said, you know what? You're a 90-year-old man. You don't yeah. need it. No, I know good doctors. I know. Bro, I know I've several. had arguments with doctors at hospitals because the doctor had an 89 year old female. She's fucking 87 pounds. He says, Well, uh, we need to put a G tube. And I came in, I said, Why do you need to put a G tube? Well, because uh, she can't eat. I said, And you think she's going to be able to eat through a G tube at 89 years old, 87 pounds? Again, Armand. Hold on. But this is not, forget about the one percenters that you had one experience Everything is with. one, if you look at it that way, everything is one percent, five percent. It's then. not though, because people follow the majority. What's published in the medical journal, what's published on TV, 
take this medication. If you have this symptom, take this. And what are they doing? They're, they're subconsciously programming you. If you feel drowsy, lethargic, you can't sleep, you can't... One of those symptoms is going to trigger with you, like, oh shit, I have one of those okay, things. Do you remember? Do you remember? In I think it was two thousand and three or two thousand and four. Who who was the person that came out and said that vaccines cause autism? A lot of people have, but no, who was the who was one of the f- biggest celebrities that came out? I think it was two thousand four, two thousand three. Oh, Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy was one of them, but I don't know if it was that far back though. Yeah, it was. I, it, it, was, was it? it was. She came okay. out. Do you know what she did a couple years later? She retracted it. She said it doesn't because she. Do you has know why? To. She, she lo- the vaccine company. Well, no, because she, she lost she endorsement. Bro, did you see her do anything after that? Jenny McCarthy. She lost. She lost a lot of contracts, bro. Have you read her books? I haven't read any of them. one of. I don't want to read Jenny McCarthy. But it's a read. Listen. You should follow her because she actually was one of those people that took a stabbing. Because you should of read one of her books and see I'm, what she's I'm telling about. you, this 89-year-old, I'm at the hospital, actually was San Gabriel Valley Hospital, which you're familiar I, with. Is he? I, the doctor said, who are you? I said, I'm the administrator of so-and-so. He goes, well, you're not a medical doctor. I said, no, I'm not. Are you a nurse? No. Are you a clinician? No then you can't give advice. I said, I'm not giving advice. I'm just asking you the question in front of the family. Do you think this 87-pound, 89-year-old female is going to benefit from my G-tube? Guys, he, he kicked me out of the fucking room because he didn't want to have a discussion. And then the fa- I, I told the family, I said, listen, it's between you and your doctor. You call me when you're ready to uh, go on comfort care and mm-hmm. not deal with his bullshit. They called me two days later. They go, listen, you're right. We don't need to get a G-tube. We need to take our mom home so she can die with dignity, not exactly with G-tubes. And, and I, I'll I, sh- I'll I sh- should that all the time. Listen, I, I, there's, you know, there, this discussion can go on forever. Of course. Does, right? But, of but course. listen, there is a lot of unanswers and un- unknowns. But there's only one thing that we all hopefully agree on and mm-hmm. we know. And this is the fight of people like myself and all the other thousands of parents who are fighting for their children's medical freedom. 100%. So here's the question. Go ahead. Do we all agree that one size fits all doesn't work? Yes. In medicine? Definitely. Of course. Okay. So why is that, that not applied to the vaccines? One size fits all we know for a fact it doesn't work. Nothing in the Medical world industry. will work for everybody, right? There are people who will have reactions to every medical option that exists. Why is that not allowed to be considered even in the vaccine industry? So my fight for my daughter is, sure, I get it. 99.9% of you who are vaccinating your children I wish I was a part of that percentage. Well, I'm not. My child was that 0.1% that the one size didn't fit. And it's not just my child. As I said, I have thousands of families that I can bring forth for you to give you the same exact story I just gave you here at this podcast. You come and join the uh, group's link that I put in there, the vaccine group, and, and see how many parents will tell you the same exact scenario of what happened to us. And we are just a thousand local families here. There's a lot of thousand local families all over the freaking world. But we are that 0.1% for whom that one size didn't work for. But nobody cares because their children are okay. They can travel the world. They are okay. They're not living the hell that we are living. We care. We fight. And we are looked upon as uh, anti-vaxxers and, you know, anti-all this, you know. We deal with a whole bunch of shit. 
And all along, all we're trying to say is that, that listen, does my child's life matter? Because she is one of the thousands that got affected and that one size didn't fit her. Are there any doctors in that group? Oh, a lot of them. And uh, are any of these doctors curious about, you know what, looking into... Well, there's many of them, but... Well, there's a lot of doctors. Okay, let me... They can't do anything. They're Sim- not allowed to... Simple question. What's the First Amendment? Freedom of speech. Okay. When we were trying to promote raise freedom of speech mm-hmm. about vaccines and CBD, yeah, what, what type of uh, resistance did we get? As far Slap as slapping the face against against the Britons? No. Or no. The, what are you talking about? <laughs> Chief, Facebook did oh. not let us advertise. Oh. No, 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 no. I, I thought you were basically talking about like when we wanted to advocate. When Napoleon was <laughs> ruling France. No. I, I think you, my friend needs a glass. Of are you talking stuff. about as far as on Facebook and stuff when the we last were trying? Twenty four hours. Yes. Yes. What I know. It was un- it was censored. Censored. Why? I why, have no why, idea why, why it was censored. If we have the First Amendment, freedom of speech, why can't we promote? Why can't this man do business as a CBD, an anti-vaccine advocate? Freedom of speech. But yet, fucking Bernie Sanders can get up there and promote socialism and communism where he wants 350 million people to get in line to buy bread. Okay, why isn't his group shut down on social media? (laughs) No, 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 I'm serious. You're laughing. He'll he'll answer it for you. I'll answer it for you. So my group has a lot of restrictions as to what we can and cannot What's say. What's the title of the group, if you don't mind me asking? Absolutely not. I, I, listed, <laughs> I listed the link. So if you guys want to join it, you absolutely can. can but uh-huh. it's this group right here called Parents Coalition for Vaccine Injured Children. There's vaccine in there. Of course. We're, we are restricted in many ways in what we can and cannot say. And I think I said it earlier, every time we post something that is somewhat controversial maybe, there is an immediate automatic fact check that pops up under our posting. So Facebook has agreed to fact check everything that doesn't align with CDC or pharmaceutical industry. So you will post something that says, hey, one in 54 children have autism, and out of that community, let's say, 90% of them are uh, reporting that their seizures or problems started the day after vaccines, let's say, right? Fact check. It is actually not true. The autism epidemic started at this year because of that. So they, they do these kinds of things. So they're trying to manipulate what you're trying to do. Well, they're trying to discredit you. That's discredit what they you, do. Yeah. They just make you look bad. That's what they're trying to do. That's it. Yeah. And, and by the way, there's a lot of very big vaccine groups that got shut down by Facebook in the last year. We are just 1,000 members strong. And... I am extremely careful as an admin mm-hmm. in that group. I delete posts every day because I know how to play this game. I've played it with the CBD industry. In order for me to not get shot down, mm-hmm. I know what has to be deleted or filtered. One of the biggest vaccine groups got shot down last year. They had something like 140,000 members. And, and they got shot down because they were advocating against Senator Pan's SP276. And they tried to move to another social media platform, Vimy or something like that. They shot them down either also. So it happens every day. Believe me, censorship more than ever before right now. I cannot say a lot of things in that group. It, if it's a red flag keyword, I'll get shot down. So I, I, I have it so that when people are posting something, I admin has to approve it. I see. You see what I'm saying? You, you know who is going to come on our show due to some technical difficulties we couldn't? Do you know Del Bigtree? Of course I know Del Bigtree. I've met him. He's, 
he won he was going to be on our show in uh, January. It's awesome. But he lives in Texas. So now we're trying to figure out a. You should do a Zoom video. Or yeah, something yeah. Like that. we're trying to figure yeah. out a, a remote satellite. Way of remote so satellite. Dale is behind our, Vaxxed. And, our uh, and CTO here. <laughs> yeah, you should. I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can. Listen, man. Talk with juggling all the everything on there. Listen, talk to Dale. Remodeling and remodeling and real estate. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't yet? do this debate any Waiting justice. Waiting for permits. Dale Victory will do it justice. You got to talk to him. But listen, parents. You know, just like you go on Netflix and watch Fork Over Knives or uh, you watch What the Health and you watch all these documentaries because you want to make sure to feed your children at least healthy food and not miss anything. Meet your watch, meat. Watch Waxed. Watch some of these documentaries because they are so real and they talk to parents. They show our lives. They show the day after the vaccine. They show what happened. And then they also show the dirty and dark side of CDC. So... January 6th, we were scheduled. But Fuck, man, that would be amazing. Well, we're waiting for a tech guy here. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure, we'll figure it, it out. Make it happen, man. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but anyway, the point of the conversation is one size doesn't fit all. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to tell you. I know the fear in a parent to vaccinate their children. Of course. Because you don't want ch- your child to have measles. You don't want them to have polio. You know, it's, these are devastating diseases. And right? then at the yeah. same time, you don't want them to... Look, but you can treat those diseases. Yeah. That's what I always you say. You can't treat epilepsy and autism. Here's 100%. What, that's here's what, what why I, do you think I didn't go... Why didn't you think I didn't do MMR? This is why I asked, what I asked Dr. Malikin too. I said, listen, if God forbid these things happen, are you going to treat these things? He goes, 100%. I said, okay. I said, if this happens, can you treat it? He goes, no. I said, then I'm not doing that. Yeah, there is no treatment for autism. Period. No no, you're right. Period. That See, was my that was my, my very daughter, simple listen logic. To listen to this. See, when when my daughter was scheduled to get her me- MMR, there was that measles outbreak that happened. When was it? A couple of months? Uh, a couple? It was a year. Artificially. Yeah, the Disneyland but, stuff. Yeah, yeah the Disneyland. Bullshit. Yeah, of course. Artificially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, it was. We went in for her checkup, and they go. Uh, do you want to do the MMR? I said, no. I don't want to do the MMR. What happened? <laughs> well, do you, yeah, this happened and all of a sudden you want to do the MMR. No, no. I said, no, we're not, we're not doing the MMR. And they were like, oh, there's a measles outbreak that happened in Disneyland and blah, yeah, blah, blah. I said, of course. we're not doing the MMR. So convenient. One in, fi- <laughs> one in 54 have autism. One, how many people got measles? Like 20? Out of I don't millions, even know how many got eat measles, bro. Mi- millions of them, and, and uh, it's an epidemic. Uh, autism at this rate is not an epidemic. Listen, vaxxed, one of the things they talk about is the financial burden in the United States government to take care of autistic adults. It's insane. They don't have it. There is no financial do you, do you want me to give you, Do you want me to give you an average? I'll tell you based on my experience. I had a uh, well. I had a patient who had a patient within the same household. Several of them over the years, and the average cost for a child who had that level of care was twenty one thousand dollars a month. Yeah, twenty one thousand dollars a month. Seven hundred dollars a day. Okay, so who's taking the state? Medical. Medical. Yeah, medical. So twenty one. But they're going to get exhausted. What's going to happen if one in 54 now becomes adults in 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, right? They need care. It's very expensive care. The facilities don't exist. The professionals don't exist. There is no career to take care of adult autistic kids. So besides the inability to medically care for them, which, which these people will suffer 
They'll be sedated in some group home all day long. The financial burden is an epidemic that nobody's thinking about. Because taxpayer money, how much taxpayer money? Yeah. It's limitless, aren't it? Plus, remember, we print out hey, hey, by the way, they're going to pay off our student debts. Oh, did I, tell you? <laughs> did I tell you? Don't remind me of that shit, I bro. forgot to tell you. Uh, hey. Don't remind me of that shit. Or, or. There was that meme where it said, Where's all the, we're out of money, guys. We're out of bread, guys. Or, I heard Epstein didn't kill himself. Did you know that? No. Oh, gosh. I'm just no way. Uh, guys, uh, yeah. going to let you know. Two and a half hours. Two and a half two, hours. Two forty. Wow. Two forty. Um, anything else you guys want to? Maybe Super Saku can chime in. <laughs> the fucker went at for four hours. I yeah, that was red. That was a. Great he didn't want to go home. Sure. Ray, do you want to go home? But you know we're gonna put him up to the challenge when we put up the uh, clip of the week. If he doesn't get at least ten thousand views on it, fuck. Yep. He's done. No more cut wise the check. Nuts. Cut the check. Cut the check. He's gonna have to cut us a check because right. he even wanted us on a daily radio show, the Wise Nuts Hour. Man, I'd love to do that. Guys. So, if unless but he wait, gets, I also messaged him. I sent him the YouTube clip and I said, "Hey, Sako, can we use you? Go ahead and share this." Haven't heard back. Yeah, yeah. He was in where the fuck he was doing his <laughs> Valentine's gig, but Abu oh, Dhabi. I'm gonna hold his YouTube. ass onto the fire fire pit. Trust me. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Ray, thanks so much for being with us, Thank man. Thank you, guys, man. You guys are awesome. I'm so happy that you gave me the opportunity to do this. Absolutely. How, how about the giveaway? We talked about it. What the, did the, you as talk far, about? As far as what we're giving away, as far as the raffle is concerned, uh, what we'll do is we'll reach out to the people that we're viewing mm-hmm. and people that have been commenting as well because we're shared on two other pages as well, and okay. there's been people commenting there as okay. well. Um, what we'll do so is we'll we're going to give it away to the watchers? We'll give it away to our watchers. We'll give it away to our, our actual followers as well. We'll mm-hmm. reach out to followers as well. Um, because, again, this is something where it could pay a big factor with Ray as well. Because if somebody says, no, you know, I'm afraid of CBD, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, listen, we'll give this to you. Here's a free consultation with Ray as well. Yeah, of course, anytime. And we of can course. send them over to Ray. Ray could educate them, let them know exactly what it is that we're giving away or raffling away. And it's a win-win for everybody. It's All right, like, guys, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh god! <laughs> you know those people that are. All right, guys, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta get out. I gotta get out of here. Uh, Reagan, thank you so much for taking thank time you out of your Mondays. Man. Thank you. Appreciate it. And, and look, guys, you can always contact Ray. Yeah. I contact him for some of my patients who have issues with depression, cancer, pain. Uh, epilepsy you name it i refer them to ray and i i i think i have the answers to a lot of things but when it comes to cbd <laughs> ray has the answers to that's it. only cbd Anything no you know what it is it's just a I, I i'd like to say and believe that i i offer a holding and guiding yeah. hand and that's it i mean a lot of these parents are scared yeah. they're they're uh, lost and they just need a support system. They need somebody who, to hold their hand and say, hey, don't be afraid. Education too. The but, education but the beauty itself. of it is he doesn't charge you for holding no, your no hand. Way, no way. He does not. And I'm That's telling the you, hardest the, this, thing guy, to find this guy's a fucking saint, bro. He doesn't charge nah, you for holding. I don't know holding. about that. But <laughs> no, I'm serious. He doesn't, he doesn't charge you for holding your hand. Yeah. You can call no, him. He'll talk to you for half an hour, an hour. He'll give yeah. you advice. He'll recommend products. Even if you don't buy it from him. You go to Rafi's. Yeah, he just wants <laughs> yeah. you to be good. He just wants you to yeah. benefit from his experience. 
And that's what I love and respect Thank about you. I Ray. appreciate that a lot, man. Thank and so look, much. I'm saying this as as a friend, as a you're a guest, Thank you, man. but also from I know people who, you know, my friends own dispensaries and they they retail your product, they uh, uh, swear by it, and I swear by your product. But truly, as a as a father to another father, I. I really applaud you for everything that you Thank do, you, all the support you provide to all the parents out there. And the education. I, the education. I wish and I truly want God to give you and your wife and, Thank your, you, and your beautiful family the strength to really foresee the, uh, the vision that you have to help everybody out there that's struggling with some of these unfortunate Thank situations. Thank you. Listen, that, yeah. uh, as, as unfortunate and as hard as what happened to my family and my daughter was, it's a blessing. You always have yeah. to, uh, you have to look at the light at the end of the tunnel and you have to, you have to find a way through it. So for me to find a way through it, to cope with what was going on and everything we talked about today, uh, the, the challenges and not only in, in politics and in medicine, but in family, uh, you, know, you, you find a purpose. And yeah. I found a purpose. And the yeah. purpose was not for me. The purpose was my daughter's purpose. It was Emily's purpose. You know, I had to be at a point where I would say, well, Emily has a purpose. You know, what's going on with her and what happened with her and what, what, what happened after you know, CBD, because uh, there's a lot of children who are uh, suffering from epilepsy. But with my journey and how it all happened and the documentaries and all the uh, families that followed us, it was Emily's purpose, and, and that's how I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, Emily has been a lifesaver for us, for me. You know, she, she gives me and a lot of other children and families uh, the boost and the hope uh, and that light to look for and to to walk towards, and so and it's all Emily, and it's all to her, and I love her, and so thank you guys again. Thanks for uh, letting me share her uh, story and her uh, her purpose. We appreciate you, Rachel. Thank you guys. We truly appreciate do. it. Definitely. Let's send a hello out to Emily from the Wiseness too. Yeah. Hi, Emily. Love you, Emily. Emily. Sweet dreams, baby. She's sleeping, I'm sure. <laughs> we love you from the wise nuts. My, my all the wise nuts. <laughs> my wife checks in every half an hour to see if I'm still here or not. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere, right? Really. What's your wife's name? Arsina, that's her. Arsina. Arsina. She's watching. Arsina. He'll be home at like 12.30 <laughs> something. The after party of the yeah, wise yeah, yeah. nuts is more interesting <laughs> than the show. Yeah, Arsina, so. you're a super mom and a super wife. Absolutely. God 100%. bless you and your family. Most definitely. Thank Absolutely. you, guys. Thank you so Ray much. John, thank you again, thank bud. You again. Thank uh, you so thanks to all of our followers, our watchers, our viewers, our listeners. Follow us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Um, and we'll see you guys Anywhere next else. week. And, Everywhere else. And don't forget, go on to our YouTube page. Subscribe. Yes. Click on the... Uh, like button. The bell. The bell. And then the preferences. So we fucking notify you of every new video that comes yes. out. Don't be lazy. And you'll find us on Spotify, iTunes, yes. guys. Follow us. Support us. Uh, we're what sixty-seven episodes deep. I mean, we just we just keep going. Oh keep yeah, going. this they ain't gonna no stop idea. anytime soon. We've got Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka Trump. We've got the <laughs> Biden. 
Well, not the Bidens. We've got a lot of great hosts yeah, coming. That'll up. be my last show. You said bye. <laughs> that will literally be my last show. <laughs> if Joe Biden so- shows up, I'll be my last show. Why? Because you think he's going to sift? And no, sniff because on he's going to be talking. <laughs> he's going to be talking to the curtains or the blinds. How about Bernie? Bernie Sanders. I would love to have Bernie. Yeah. On. I would love to have Bernie on. Would you pay his taxes? What's his accent like? Yeah, he is paying his taxes. We're all paying his taxes. He's he's part of the one percent. He's got that old Jewish accent. I got to work on Bernie's. He has Arnold Jewish. I really support it. I can't even do it. Yeah, you sound like you're like a freaking stroke, bro. Sorry, guys. Let's call it a night, guys. Nice try. Armand's drunk. Armand's drunk. We're burning CBD oil at this point. You as well. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great week. Bye, have a everyone. great weekend. We'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Monday. Oy, oy. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs>